This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Yeah, that's right. We are back. Welcome to the 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, DJ Spider. That is right. I'm DJ Spider, and I'm here rocking with you guys, and I love it. Every week, I'm talking to you, and you know who's making that possible? BeatSource. That's right. BeatSource is bringing you this podcast without them. Who knows what would be going on, okay? Who knows what would be going on in the DJ world? Because BeatSource is here to save the day. If you don't know what it is, I'll tell you. It's the new digital music service for open format DJs. Go on the website, BeatSource.com. They have now integrated BeatSource Link, which is some exclusive technology nobody else has. It's now integrated into Serato, a ton of other products, hardware, software. You can DJ off the cloud. You can have access to these constantly updated curated playlists that are made by the experts at BeatSource. And these experts are not just music lovers. They're DJs themselves, so they know what works. They know what the heat is, okay? You need Afro beats. You need old school. You need acapellas. All of it. We got it. There's even custom edits coming, okay? There's some of the labels are finally letting us do custom edits, and it's super dope. Uh, BeatSource is the future of how DJs can access their music, and I really think this is just the beginning. It's super exciting. I have been um, creating playlists on there, transferring over playlists that I create on Spotify and Apple and other things using SoundIs. It'll go right into BeatSource. Um, I will also have my own playlist on there that I'll be able to share with you music that I like every week. I'll be updating it. Um, and, uh, you know, like always, check out the 20 playlist, which is what this show is named after. Kid Spin, the music director, posts up 20 new songs every week for open format DJs that they should know about of every genre. And it's super dope. I learn from it every week. Um, yeah, I just, I, I really love being part of this team. I love everyone that's associated with it, and it's so cool. So go check out BeatSource.com. You will not regret it. I think they have a free trial still going on, so you can test it out. Hit me if you got any problems or you want info, I can connect you. Um, hit me up on Instagram at DJ Spider, DJ S-P-I-D-E-R, or find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash DJ Spider. I'll be streaming on there. I just did a guest set on someone else's stream this weekend. It went pretty good, and I am ready to launch my show. So go peep me on there. Um, and yo, you guys, thank you so much, my beat sorcerers, for tuning in every week. It's been about a year we've been doing this. The show has grown so much. Um, I have been thinking about doing it on Twitch, so let me know your feelings about that. Um, I don't want to mess up the flow we have going by having to constantly acknowledge hype trains and the guests, but um, I think it could be a cool thing if we could have the live element um, of talking to DJs on there. Maybe we do some sort of offshoot, but let me know your thoughts. Hit me online. I'd love to know what you guys think. Um, this week, I asked for uh, questions for the guests this week, and I got so many we couldn't get to all of them but on twitter and instagram especially i got bombarded with tons of amazing questions and you know i sit here and research and and utilize the knowledge that i know about these guests and write out a lot of the questions and i feel very prepared but 
Working with you guys is so much fun because you think of things that I would never think of or you put it into a totally different perspective. So knowing what you guys want to hear helps me. So hit me if you have topics that you want me to discuss, guests that you want me to have on, or anything that I can help you with. Uh, That's what I'm here for. I love doing this, Uh, reaching out, having these conversations with the guests, and then reaching out and meeting you guys is honestly fun for me. I know you you might think, oh, I'm not going to write this guy. He won't respond. I will. Usually I do. Maybe I miss it. I'm sorry, but I love talking to you guys. It's it's great. I'm honored to be part of this community. I want to help build the DJ community, spread the knowledge and everything that I've experienced in my life and these guests, because every week I feel insanely lucky to talk to these people that I look up to, that I'm fans of. I get to learn from them. I get to learn more about myself just by talking it out. So it's the best thing ever. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. And um, this week, I'm so excited uh, for you to listen to this episode. Um, Like I said, I was doing a ton of research, and I don't even know if I used a lot of it, because the second we started talking, it just started flowing, and we talked about all types of things from current to future to past. Um, This guest is one of... You know, the greatest DJs in the game. He does everything for the right reason. He's one of the greatest humans as well. I really, really uh, love this person as a DJ, as a person. I think he's great. So I'm excited for you guys to get into this. Um, You know, he's very, very involved in Red Bull 3 style since the beginning. He's been involved in bringing up some of your favorite DJs and, and having shine on them. He has his own event that's been going on for a really long time in person and now is online. Uh, which is Bastard's Barbecue. He has his own hot sauce. Um, he's got some of the most watched DJ videos on the internet uh, for a reason because they're absolutely insane. Every time I watch one of his videos, I just am like, damn, son, how the hell did you do that? <laughs> that was like super inspirational. Um, you know, I could go on and on and on of his accomplishments and what he brings to the game. But he is one of the people that really pushes the DJ culture forward. He will teach you about the past while inspiring you for the future. And it was an honor for me to have him on the podcast. So uh, without further ado, please make some noise for a very special guest on the 20 podcast today. Scratch Bastard. Let's go. What's up, Spider? What's up? What's up? Oh, the crowd's in here. Oh, wow. (laughs) A little delay. Um, There's a little latency on the crowd. I love it. Little latency. Well, they're you know, the crowd is zooming in too. So. Oh, they have an air horn out there. Too. Um, <laughs> thank you guys. All right, chill. Um, yo, thank you for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. My pleasure, my man. Good to be yeah. here. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you about all types of DJ things today. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our How? favorite pastimes, truly. Yes, one of our favorite pastimes. Judging by the wall behind you, I think uh, you may know a thing or two about. <laughs> That's just a green screen. <laughs> that would you you should make that. I saw Justin Martin do that. Like he has a dope house like background, but then they took a picture of it and made it do a green screen and like to give to other people. No, I think no. they and then he used it for like af- they put After Effects. So halfway through his set, it starts like morphing into weird oh, yeah. things that it was kind of like trippy and cool because you're like oh that's his real oh wait what's happening why yeah. oh it's like flying out at you that's dope. um so so opportunity keep that one in the back back <laughs> of my pocket yeah. yeah i could start turning into things um 
so um yeah how are you feeling in uh this fine november afternoon yeah pretty good man it's 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 the end of fall here it feels like but like we got beautiful weather so i've just been enjoying it with my family this weekend so uh that's nice. that's always rejuvenating um, seven months deep here into quarantine as well and looking into the winter which for canadians typically is like you know we're looking into being in the studio for six months or traveling around to other good weather but it's going to be a different one this year right i mean yeah in a way you're used to it being a dj from canada and a very cold part of canada so mm-hmm. you can be like i'm a bear i'm hibernating <laughs> <laughs> But it's still insane. I mean, especially for someone like you that, I mean, just with three style alone, the amount Mm. of countries and continents you travel to. And then apart from that, your own DJ career as Scratch Bastard. Yeah. Staying on the road, like, I don't know, very regular activity to take the train to 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 the airport. Uh, it's it feels very weird to have not done it in seven months. So uh, weird, right? I, yeah, you know what it is because you're in a similar schedule, and 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 you just almost sometimes I have like flashbacks that were like dreams about it in some weird way. Like I'll be like, oh yeah, I remember that. It is such a regular thing. <laughs> I know. Oh, dude, talk about dreams. I mean, not to get weird, but the other night I think I watched you. You were DJing like on Twitch for. It had to have been six hours, maybe seven hours. Like, yeah. just you were sitting in a chair at first yeah. and you were just yeah. pulling records out. I think it started with like all reggae covers 45s mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. went into, you know, it was an educational experience. It was everything. <laughs> I came in and out of the stream. But the funny, weird thing is that uh, I went to sleep that night and I had the most vivid dream ever and you were in it (laughs) not to get weird but i like i end up like i woke up in the morning and i truly felt like it happened like i i we were somewhere in la you were there djing doing what you were doing on the stream just playing dope music you were super happy it was amazing i was like in awe of it randomly grand theft shout to grand theft another canadian Canadian (laughs) legend was there too and i remember seeing him and having a whole thing about like do we shake hands i don't know what to do i haven't hung out with anyone in covid it's so good to see you guys how are we even hanging out like my brain couldn't comprehend it we like we're like do we fist bump and i mean it was it was like the most normal experience nothing weird happened in the dream it was just you playing dope music me seeing grand theft and not knowing whether or not we could shake hands so it was sort of normal but uh yeah, yeah well, and i'm sure that the dreams for me have been when i haven't been pulling late late nights but they've been a bit more regular because i'm sleeping in the same spot every night <laughs> right you know so uh all that probably leads to some pretty sick dreams bro (laughs) sick dreams bro um yes i mean if i'm gonna have a dream if you want you know if you can dj my dream i'll enjoy it but (laughs) it was really weird um but yeah looking for all the revenue streams right now so uh, (laughs) yeah i subbed to you in my dream so hopefully you got that (laughs) um Get a couple of streams off that. Streams in your dreams right there. Hey, there uh, you go. <laughs> the stream dream, dream team. Uh, so, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, exactly. It's crazy. It's it's up, down, lockdown, COVID, <laughs> in, out, you know, life. I mean, um, there's obviously been the whole silver lining to it for DJs um, in a way that's horrible. We lost a lot of things, but this whole connection of everybody and the online mm-hmm. thing and Twitch yeah. and YouTube and and 
and podcasts and all this stuff has brought us all a lot closer, I think, and a lot well, of new DJ friends and being able to show your personalities. And I think you're somebody that is able to show their personality through DJing and has been able to it do it. Mm. But through um, the quarantine, I feel like it's been exponentially more. You know, everybody gets to see you in your house um, yeah. with your favorite equipment or records or whatever. And you get to break down like what you're even with the outcasts that you just recently did like word the way that you were like dropping the songs and then talking about it and you're like yo here's this sample this is um i don't know like isley brothers but this is who wrote the song and then this, like when i first heard this i couldn't believe it and you were like talking about how you couldn't believe this was their second single and and then playing goody mob and like connecting the whole dungeon family mm. and like it was so educational for someone like me that I mean I've I've been getting you know listening to Outkast since the beginning since their mm -hmm. first album I bought it right away and I've always been into them and I know a lot about it but you know oh, your record collection's crazy and your knowledge on it but for even kids to watch that like I think it's so cool you know to be able to sure, spread the man. knowledge through yeah, the music well, I think right now I, I, because everything else has slowed down exponentially, yeah. it's given me a lot more time to try to decide what I want to do with my time and how I want to present myself. Yeah. And that was like a bit of a, I wouldn't say existential crisis at start, but I've been touring and playing shows for 20 plus years. So right. that's always been a constant in my life that is taken up. I mean, if we say I played two shows every Friday, Saturday for... 20 years i mean that that's a lot that's over 100 days a year right you take those away now and you're like okay what do i do how do i express myself or how do i do the things that i always wanted to do and i always kind of wanted some platform like this to do like uh radio or podcast potentially but will always kind of told myself i didn't have time because i was moving around so much so being home and close to everything I need to produce what I want to do as far as those kind of experiences has been awesome. And they start out really casually and they're still pretty casual. Like you say, like I might just start going, but that's kind of how I would be with my friends hanging out anyway. Yeah. So I kind of feel like this is an unprecedented moment where we kind of be ourselves and attract who we attract. Um, and that's not to say that I don't do that in my shows, but with the platform that we've offered with streaming uh, and everyone's sort of stuck here moment, I feel like a lot of people are looking for those connections. And it's not just um, through your just your sets. And that's why I like to share information and, and, and shoot the shit because that's real music fan stuff. Like I love doing that. We, we do that as DJs. When we hang out, we're talking about dope producers or dope yeah. remixes. And uh, I, th I feel like that barrier between the artist and the fan is kind of like as thin as it's ever been in some ways. And it will probably never be like this, except for the fact that maybe now it's got artists, um, rethinking how they want to uh use these possible connections it definitely has me feeling that way seven months into it yeah no i love it i mean it, you also see how um creative everybody is and djs as like our brain and our trade and our life 
I mean, we're what I don't know how you would put it, hustlers, or <laughs> you know, we like to make something out of nothing. That's what DJing is at the core. That's yeah. how it started. You know, like the, the remixing everything, taking everything that's out there and repackaging it into this awesome thing that stimulates people that, that gets people excited you know exactly so if you're gonna show us twitch we're gonna remix twitch you're gonna show exactly. us whatever gonna, it is we're definitely gonna remix. life hackers for yes, sure exactly Some of the og life hackers og life hackers <laughs> media hackers for sure like we've always been doing that i find it now we're in the app world where you can do so much even like memes like we were making memes before there was digital images you know what I mean? yes. if you want to we were, we were taking moments and mixing moments and repeating moments and yeah so uh now with everything that's out there oh my gosh it, it, it did take a second to sort of assess the situation and i think there's plenty of djs out there right now who are still assessing their situation or still potentially saying ah that's not for me or or i want to do this and there's nothing wrong with that it's it's kind of like it's whatever you want to do um i know that someone like you like i see yourself being super participating in it and also sort of like deciding how you want to participate at what at what level you want to and i know that you've got so much to offer and i hear you talking about on the podcast all the time and i think that that's awesome um i think there's like this uh urgency i don't know how to call it. i don't know if urgency is the right word but you you want to do something right now i think everyone yeah. wants to do something right now and some people are like I can't do my thing right now because my thing isn't there. But then there's also people who are like, oh, this is a new opportunity. Um, how do we see it the new way? And I think for me, I had to cross that bridge and realize, okay, I can't control when we're going back to doing things. Right. So I might as well get used to how it is now and decide how I want to apply myself to this and, and see where I can go from there exactly and, and because I, I can control that you know yeah what I mean? totally and, and you can take the things that you want that you were doing like bastards barbecue mm -hmm. and transition it into this world or not but i've seen you start off with okay i'm gonna do one all by myself okay mm -hmm. i'm gonna do one by myself and create the the top grilling crew okay i'm yeah. gonna start bringing posse you know my my crews into this and i'm gonna bring in these you know that and yeah. then getting into the um you know, like even this morning you posted, um, you know, a happy birthday video to uh, yeah, Brain Dead, I mean, Brain Dead yeah. Israel. You know, yeah. amazing, very innovative, yeah. another person, life hacker person who's taken <laughs> every kind of thing. You're like, how's he doing this? I got to watch this video 20 times back. <laughs> um, but I think something important you mentioned in the caption of it was collaboration, you know, and mm. you put it in all caps. And mm -hmm. I think that that's something that... Um, the internet has been bringing to all facets of the music world. The, the producers, um, hip-hop producers and, and music producers have been getting so much more into collaboration. And yeah. people are like, I'm just a loop maker. And now I send it to Illmind or Kenny Beats or whoever. And they <laughs> yeah. flip it, you know. And DJs, I think I've always liked to do that. And we've done our two-by-four sets and, and whatever. Mm -hmm. But it, we also come from this very battle we're in it to, we're boxers like we're in it yeah, for ourselves and, and like keep to ourselves sometimes yeah. or like yeah that that kind of like i've got it and i've got to have my moment with it before anybody else does right and that can be i don't know it can be a bit self uh deprecating not deprecating self-deprecating <laughs> it can be self uh sabotaging yeah self-sabotaging you know I mean? yeah I agree. Uh, 
but that's a hard thing to get over because we are pretty ingrained in that battle mentality. I mean, that's how I started DJing. I started with the battle. Exactly. Um, but then you do see other DJs who are successful through their sharing and, and who, who end up attracting more of a team or crowd uh, through sharing. And well, you mentioned the producer world. And when I tune into Kenny beats Twitch, like the collaborations insane, insane. you know, like it's, it's coming from everywhere. And I, I think that we have to realize in our minds, sometimes we hang on to things that have no modern context. And yeah. I haven't battled in since 2008 and there's still, you got to kind of like tame that down a little bit. As much as that can be your drive, you also got to remember it, you are kind of applying it to something else. And I'm all the time debunking old ways of thinking. You know, there are yes. plenty that keep fuel running and there's also a reason you got here and you don't want to just throw out your whole uh, DNA, but you want to choose which ones are, are potentially holding you back. And s sometimes that collaboration or like, I am the only one thing that da battle DJing and being at the helm makes you feel sometimes can be detrimental to your health or just, or, or just maybe people say, I don't want to mess with him. And right now there's so much to do that you kind of need to share the load. Like it's, it's, it is insane how much you have to learn right now to do your thing like the stream like we're always talking about it like yeah like from from the tech side of it to the creative side of it too like like i i mean you playing music and djing uh and then you guys down top of your chat you know your images your all these things it's almost too much for any single person to hold down so you've got to find a way to help share that load whether that's hiring someone or work and trade or something like that and i think now is a really good time for djs to make other good dj friends <laughs> yes i agree with you like on the whole collaboration thing and the like it can hold you back the old ways of thinking. I mean, I think this applies to everything in life. Obviously, um, you know, we're recording this in November. A lot of crazy things are happening in America and all around the mm -hmm. world. And I think that <laughs> in a way it's a, it's a battle of, it's a human thing. Like the ideals of like wanting to stay the same or go back to the way it was. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, and, that's a classic human condition, really. Right. Classic. Like, do you, well, conservative versus progressive like it's That's kind of like saying. that exactly. is the the yin and the yang uh, i mean there's many other factors in the human brain but the, those two forces are always there and yeah. uh yeah that, that kind of idea of self-assessment you got to be able to tell yourself you got to be able to look back on things you've done and say i could have done that better or i could have I, I held myself back with that one you know yeah and 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 if you haven't done that, I just, just try, just like, just go back and look at everything you've done and, and just pick up, pick a few and then just be honest with yourself and say, I could have done that if I wasn't such a arrogant prick or, <laughs> you know, I would have fared better if I wasn't putting myself first or I would have fared, fared better if I just grew up a little, you know, and, and, and that takes a lot of uh confidence or a lot of you know letting down your guard but but there's lots of growth to be having there and this is a great time to grow because i feel like there's also a bit of a ceiling to what you can potentially do now in killing it like there's some people that are doing good right now but no one is killing the game the game is killed in a lot of ways <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. so so 
you can without kind of the big breadwinner of shows it's really hard to compare that like i i think that even people that are doing well on streaming let's talk about even like big artists sure they're doing you know bts does like a stream and they're like they made 11 million dollars it's like yeah but they can they can't do that as much as they can when they tour you know and yeah and and, and i think even for streaming as artists there's probably a few people that are getting close to what they used to make, but I don't think that the, the, the sort of top tier is really getting anywhere near where, what they were getting when they were doing shows. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah. So I think that's just being a little bit realistic with it. And there are things that are evolving and models now that are evolving and, and people are getting used to what's happening now and finding ways to, uh, to participate as fans and there's models that are progressing and there's definitely some people that are figuring it out. And, 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 but the way I've looked at the situation is if, if touring was 80, 90% of what my income was, find a way to grow like that to other 10%, whether that's, uh, you know, merch or production or, uh, anything really. And then, Oh, and then now there's streaming as well, which is like a new thing. So like try to find a way to grow that as much. And then when this goes back up, then you'll, you'll, you'll be some combination of, I don't know if that'll ever reach where it was. Who knows? It's hard to say at this point, but, uh, diversify your bonds. Exactly. <laughs> Wu-Tang Financial, okay? Just go listen to the Jizza and Chappelle. Everything will be all right. Diversify your bonds, okay? No, exactly. I had this conversation last night with my wife. Like, okay, like, we're not make- I'm not making as much off touring or DJing, obviously. And, like, mm-hmm. I got booked for a digital gig yesterday. It was weird. Mm-hmm. It was on Zoom. Mm-hmm. I got to, like, make a sandwich in between my sets, you know? And it was like, mm-hmm. this is cool, and I don't even know what's happening. But yeah. I'm thankful for it. But like like you said, some things are in their baby stages in this world that I'd never thought of seven months ago. That's um, it. Some things are dead. But if, you know, you can't just sit around and be like, oh, man, when's it going to come back? No. It's like there's new ways. There's things I never thought of. There's you're you're online going, hey, check out my raid. What, what's it called? Uh, sorry. The um, stream, oh, Raiders. stream Raiders. Yeah, yeah. I mean, great name and super dope <laughs> concept. But like. Would you in January if someone said, "Hey, you want to be stream raiders?" You, I, mean, I didn't what, even what, know what it was when ex- they approached me with the idea. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> right? So I, I, I think that it's just a great time to be learning, and 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 I also think that we're conditioned sometimes. I mean, again, looking back at what I've done, you know, when it hit, you're like, you're used to a certain level of everything working, and it's kind of like you got to step back and say, okay it's going to be a learning phase. There's going to be a curve going up and I'm not going to get used to the, uh, I got to get used to the new indicators of, of success or yeah. indicators of progress or whatever you're looking for. You kind of got to rewire yourself a little bit because, uh, and that's a really hard thing to do because yeah. it could be emotional, man. It's a bit, a bit of a roller coaster to be honest. People are like, you're always happy. And I'm like, yeah, but there's some, there's some there's some downtimes too for sure there's some serious conversations to be had there's some rewiring and there's some re uh tweaking of your 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 career your family time i've got a daughter who's three and a half you know i have a wife who runs her own business that's also been hit pretty hard so everyone has a different situation right now but one thing's for sure you got to be able to look at yourself with honesty and decide how you're going to make something out of the current situation. 
It's so true. And I'm so glad that you're bringing up those realistic uh, topics and feelings, especially someone like you and even me. People hit me all, oh, you're so happy. Everything's great. Your life's wonderful. <laughs> and you're like, look, okay, you're looking at certain things on the internet. And of course, yeah. I'm trying to put out positive, happy things to the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not mm -hmm. going to just give you pure negativity. And I think <laughs> like you try to utilize your the thing that you're good at to add mm -hmm. to the world. You know what exactly. I mean? So I want to put this podcast out and help people put out mm -hmm. DJ videos that will inspire mm -hmm. people. You know, I haven't been doing that as much, but things like that. And like mm -hmm. you use your platform to, to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even with black lives matter. Okay. This is a very hard subject and this is a, a crazy thing we're all going through. Like yeah. different people approach it in different ways. You yeah. did a lot of things obviously to help, but you came out with this, um, the breathe routine, right? Yeah. For uh, the Just Blaze Fabulous, you know, and for George yeah. Floyd. And yeah. and you're use, using your talent that you've worked on for 20, 30 years. I don't know how long you've been doing it. But, you know, <laughs> to um, help the situation, push the conversation yeah. forward, put art into it and add your thing to it, you know? That's um, just it. The, the medium, the, putting the message in the medium that is my my medium, my platform. And, uh, of course, black lives matters, black, black lives matter. <laughs> yes, black lives do. matter <laughs> is a hard thing to say. No, it's a hard, it's a hard thing sometimes for a white person to approach and you got to find your way to talk about it because black lives do matter. Right. Uh, but then it, it can sometimes be a challenge to figure out how you want to portray that. And uh, I've always existed in a space that's very black, uh, yeah. very hip hop world. I mean, even when I started getting into hip hop, I mean, I'm from a pretty white part of Canada, even Nova Scotia. Well, uh, it, 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 there's a, a deep black history there as well. But uh, even my town, you know, it was quite a white town. Yeah. And, and where, so when I started that? going, what town Bedford, Nova Scotia. Okay. Uh, Everyone it's a suburb. That. <laughs> suburb of Halifax, Nova Scotia. Got yeah, it. there's like th deep uh, underground railroad routes that lead to Halifax, Nova Scotia. And wow. there's been uh, African Canadians there since the early 1800s, maybe even earlier than that. That's amazing. Um, yeah, so so there was that always that history, of course, but just where I grew up, not so much, uh, a little bit. But when I started going to hip hop shows, you know, some people would be like, you know, are you the only white guy there? You know, I'm like, no, I'm not, you know, but right. uh, it taught me so much about, about black culture, just even listening to the music and, and, and participating when you go there, uh, I, you know, some people would think, okay, it's not going to be very black or whatever, not going to be very white, but uh, there's a, a great diversity at those shows. As you and I both know, like hip hop culture has always been uh, when you're in it, it's been very inclusive and diverse. And I think yeah. that if you do your history and you you go back to the, when it started in New York, that's also what it was. It was more socioeconomic conditions that created it. So I, I never felt like I wasn't a part of it, but I felt like the space that was existed there was... Um, it, 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 see, it's even hard to put it into words, <laughs> but the space that existed was a place for black voices to be heard and a place for black art to be appreciated. So I was always aware of how I participated in and presented myself in it. I felt welcome, but I also felt like it was my platform to share what I thought was great quality and put that first even before myself or something like that. So when it came time to speak on it, I was like, 
on, on Black Lives Matter or add something to the conversation. And I don't mean to speak on it like I'm going to say what it is, but like to add something to it. Yeah. I, I felt like the best vehicle would be where, what I know best, which is, you know, letting my turntables speak for themselves and using awesome black artists to say a, a poignant thing, which was Black Lives Matter and police brutality has been going on for a long time. And it, it's so long that I've sampled a track from 2001 that's, you know, using referential things that still make sense now and have like an artistic aha moment for some people like, okay, wow repurposing things that already exist it's continuing to happen and you know it doesn't seem to be stopping what are we going to do about it that's yes. and that's that's why i created what i created yeah no that's amazing and um yeah i mean i think it's just important to well i think to speak on what you were saying just for a sec is that as long as you're genuine and authentic with what you're doing it will shine through so it doesn't matter yeah. if you're the only white person the only black person as long as you're someone that's being real then that's mm -hmm. what can be um taken within all form everything in oh, the world yeah think, and know. it's such a hard space not only i can't say it's a hard conversation to have but just the space that we're given with only existing online really right now yeah. especially when it hit like so much can be misconstrued in the digital space when me and you are talking like this if i chop up my words a bit or say some, something a little like like just rearrange the words even just rearrange two words might like set off crazy alarms on the internet even even the whole all lives matter thing if you write it down on a piece of paper it should make sense but it doesn't given the context you of know course, so yeah. these conversations become people people are looking at them with a with a closer uh, magnifying glass so you've really got to understand wh what space you're playing in what factors are going on here and that takes a lot and that pushes a lot of people to be silent or it pushes a lot of people to say I don't want to play in this space because I don't really know what to say I want to say something um, and you know I want to post a black square and the people are like you can't post a black square you know and it's like oh my god it's you know it, it's, it's not easy but there are conversations that need to be had and I feel that because I use the space uh, that's very occupied by black history, uh, I feel like I have to say something in a way that I feel fits and that's how I felt fit. Yeah. No, the internet is tough. I mean, I, I was saying like- <laughs> The know, internet is tough. <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> the internet, is, it's, I think we're not meant to communicate this way. You know what I mean? In a way it's like, that's why like this whole Donald Trump thing and everything like, he talks over Twitter. Like we're not supposed to talk to each other over Twitter. You know, like if you had told to me that the president was in 2020 was using Twitter, which already like with all due respect to Twitter, it's kind of an archaic way to communicate. It doesn't yes. really make sense in modern times. You could say anything, but he used that and the inefficiencies of it to create problems to realize that this is a place where I can, it's literally like, when Twitter came out, I was like, that's just the Facebook status, you know, like, and then, like that's, that's all it is, like over yeah. and over. And it's literally imagine someone just controlling so much emotion just by 140 characters at a time. Right. It's like, man. <laughs> I know. And like, we're so separated. Even in the past week, I've had people write me these direct messages, like kind of like crazy, like, like assuming things are mad or this or that. And I'm like, like, it's almost like when you're in your car and you're behind someone and they don't make a left and you're like, 
yo, what the fuck's wrong with you? Make the left. What yeah. are you doing, idiot? Yeah. But like, if you were looking at them in the face, you would never say that. Like, I'd never be like, you're a complete loser. Why didn't you make the left? Which I don't really. They're probably do. a great person. You know, right? Probably, like, like you know. you know, like you're. Yeah, exactly. That's someone's family. Like, but for some reason, even if you're behind someone in line at a coffee shop, you wouldn't mm-hmm. say you think the, the same thing. You, but you wouldn't say the same thing if you were in your car right. and they can't hear mm-hmm. you. And mm-hmm. the internet is sort of like that. Like. It gives you that barrier of like, people like, watch this. I'm going to say that horrible thing I want to say. And then when you confront them back, like, why'd you say that? They're like, oh, wait a second. And it starts to break down the barrier. Right. In person, it would have been a different conversation. And these things would have gotten over. But it's the only way we're communicating right now. And I feel like we're all like, like tight and easily triggered. And I feel also polarized because we're kind of taking the best of the best of what we want to be true or what we want to reinforce our views so we're like and we hold a lot of weight like oh so and so got so many likes and retweets this must be right or like this is my new view because clearly it's the popular one when really it's not actually that popular and like it, it is within a very niche audience like even when you look at the Trump tweets, like even the amount of engagement, sure it's a lot for the platform, but if you broke it down person by person, it's not even one thousandth of the population, Yeah, you know, but it feels like a lot, you right. know? So I feel like these things kind of pour gas on these imaginary fires we have in our head. Right. You know? And it applies and to DJing too. I think the DJs totally get does. very like, well, uh, th- how come this person has this many viewers or this many likes or the, and it yeah. really doesn't matter if you look at it and there's, infinite room for everyone there's infinite music there's infinite everything it's never gonna stop you know no the platforms we we have trouble stepping outside and looking at ourselves from the outside looking in yeah it's a lot of times we're looking at like just like competitively like oh i know i'm doper than this detail right why don't i have this or why don't i have that and honestly those are really childish things that we have inside of us and we all have a bit of kid in us it can be used for good or it can be used for bad and sometimes you're like nah they ain't really got it like that you know and th- and sometimes it's just like that you know yes. some of my favorite artists ever are underappreciated you know but there's still some of my favorite artists ever yeah and that doesn't mean well i guess my thing for with that is like okay as, as long as i'm confident in what i'm doing and and expressing myself in the ways that i want to um and looking at it from from an angle where i can see what I'm doing and, and, and appreciate what I'm doing, appreciate the way that I'm getting across. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm doing a good thing and you just, you got to kind of hope for the best, but also understand it's an extremely competitive environment. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of times, a lot of money at play and people, people care about those likes and those numbers and people cheat and people do bad things and people are going to hate on you just because they don't have something that you do and you might not even care that you have it <laughs> yeah yes exactly it's it's so true um and, and not like you said not saying oh i don't do that like thoughts are in everybody's head but i think it's a matter of um acknowledging the thoughts trying to take that step out you know and then putting yourself in someone else's shoes and also just immersing yourself in the reason why you started to do this you know the, the records behind you you know what i mean yeah, just yeah. scratching yeah. in your room alone oh, with no camera on like well why? that's it like sometimes yeah. you need to go out for a run but sometimes you need to do that on the turntables totally <laughs> you oh know like yeah. just load up something you did five years ago 
10 years ago, 15 years ago, pull out the dirtiest doubles you have, yep. put them on the record and do your routine or do a fun mix that you should do. And I think you'll start to walk through a bit of your own history and your own self yeah. and start reinvigorating yourself. Hey, yes. use the new technology to add new things to classic stuff. I'm doing that all the time. Yeah. You know, like people are like, how do you have so much content? I'm like, I've been DJing 23 years. Also, don't call it content. <laughs> but how do you have so many videos? You know, it's like I have a lot to choose from. I, I've been I've been constantly thinking of creative DJ ideas since 1997. And right. I'm pulling up. You can always add to those ideas. And when you see DJs like, say, like DJ Scratch or Jazzy Jeff, like those people are constantly doing that too. You know, yeah. you watch DJ Scratch's new S11 video. There's lots of classic type patterns he's doing with new technology and stuff like that. And I think that that's also what Herbie Hancock did. And there's yeah. also what you look like. I'm deeply inspired by other music other than DJing. And like when you collect records, you can see the path that certain artists took, you know, Oh, you know, Herbie Hancock had, he, he played with Miles Davis in the fifties and sixties and then started to get his own records in the sixties. And then he had like a bit of a bump in the seventies. Then he had chameleon and then he had a bit of a fall and then he had rocket, you know, it's like you watch these paths and someone like Herbie constantly inspires me because he's like, he wants to always push it develop new stuff but he's covering songs in the eighties that he wrote in the sixties. You know, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing wrong with trying anything and experimenting. You know what I mean? As long as you're doing it for the love. Well, and again, I think that they probably have similar creative process where that's mm -hmm. invigorating. It's good to look at your old self and not everything you did old was bad. Not right. everything you did old is good either. You'll find <laughs> that. But uh, why not? Right? I, yeah. I, even this morning, these these two records I have here is this uh, strictly classics forty five. It's just almost like a, a, a like a bunch of breaks in a row, and I find it a really good record to practice with because yeah. it's just got like fifteen or twenty breaks that just go in succession, and that's like. I got pumped from doing it and I learned a couple new patterns with sucker MCs and it's like at first if you don't do it you're like how can I make a new pattern of sucker MCs juggling everyone's yeah, done that right. but you do it it might just have come from something that you stumbled on last week it's it but the participation factor is big I think sometimes there's so much going on online and so much going on in our head that we forget to just actually do the thing and so much can get done and we can overcome so much of our stupid voices in our head if we just shut up and do shit. <laughs> it's so true. I know. This, I mean, it's it goes back to what you were saying a few minutes ago, like the existential crisis thing of like, you know. Log off. Yeah, exactly. Like being on so much, you're looking at everyone else so much that you're then cr creating all these weird things in your head that don't need to be there. Yes. And you should be just practicing and working on your own things and yeah. figuring out what and the tough part about that only you know that so only you can help yourself with that right, right? or your close homies might be like yo you're tripping like like you shouldn't have said that you know yeah or something if you if you if you like or someone might be like what's up man like let's see you're a little down with these tweets you've been sending <laughs> <Or> right <laughs> you know but yeah. ultimately you got you got to kind of be aware of what energy you're putting out there and this yeah. is a tough time to do it right now it's so, there's some negative energy flowing around right there's now. there's a lot and, and i think that um there's a negative energy there's also huge 
challenges that never existed before so people don't know how to react to it and i think that in a time of crisis or in a time of something your reaction really speaks to mm-hmm. who you are and i don't think you have to be super happy all the time like you're saying mm-hmm. yes we try to be like that but i'm mm-hmm. sure there's ups and downs and figuring things out and mm-hmm. like it's you know you have to go through that that process and not ignore it and try to just be fake about it and and we were able to you know thank thankfully hide uh i guess figuring out what you want to do with by doing gigs all the time like in a Mm -hmm. way like you were Mm -hmm. saying like you're always on the road so you're like well i'll get to that project when i get to it so now's been that time to like Mm -hmm. okay now's your time to to do this moment of truth of sorts right and Uh, um, yeah and you got you can't run from it that way and and sounds like we can relate on that level right like yeah gigs are their own reward in so many ways like yep. w- what a privilege we have to be able to see so many cool cities around the world and get paid to do so like that exactly. is some good living so you, first of all you have to acknowledge wow that's incredible i already knew it was good but now that it's stopped you're like oh i had it real good yeah <laughs> you know? re- unbelievable <laughs> so um of course we're gonna like hope that something goes but nothing will ever be the same the world's gonna be a new different world and who knows uh if the planes will be flying at the same capacity or if the prices will be uh efficient for us to go do those things who right. knows it's there's no saying there's no saying but it's a great time to re- reflect and, and try to do more of those things i've been doing more production i've obviously been doing more uh streaming and that kind of thing and and upping my game i'll look at my old videos now I'm like oh my settings were bad <laughs> <laughs> i know, you know? I, I, I was know looking I was through youtube and it's funny how like things from five to six years ago look, look ancient like crazy different you yeah know? oh even that david bowie video let dance it got like yes. 12 million views on youtube it was filmed so poorly wrong frame rate awful burnt yes. out visuals like crappy audio like but but it matter. doesn't matter <laughs> that, that but that should be a lesson to everybody that's holding off on doing things right now and that's worried it. about the camera they have it yeah. doesn't matter you know that's what i mean it. like yeah. just the content oh my beat's not good i need to get it mastered like we're, if something's good people are going to gravitate to it yeah we're all learning at the same time and yeah. if you show that you're at a certain thing someone's going to help you out that's what i've learned about this time if i've got a thing going on someone will hit me up if my audio is redlining in my obs someone's going to tell me in the chat yeah okay cool cool oh my bad next time i'm going to set it up so i can clearly see my audio monitor and and make sure i'm top of that right if if someone says your camera's a little off oh okay cool your camera battery's died you know something like that it's like we're all learning this together i mean i can't say the ship is leaving but it's going so hop on board and learn yeah but th- beyond that, there's always going to be someone learning as well with you. And I think that's that other thing about collaboration right now. Even learning is a collaborative process right now. We yeah. don't all just have to sit at home with our manual and all the answers are in there. The answers are always coming up. Yeah. And the collaboration has always been there. I mean, like I was talking about your videos. I mean, for example, something that a lot of people wrote me when I was asking for questions for you was um, about the long train run in video. And you know, what's that six years ago, you and Chris Carnes recreated Doobie Brothers long train running um, using 
two turntables, two mixers, right? Yeah. Uh, and, um, he, you know, it's funny. See, he's on the Dicer and the 62 hitting these little yeah. buttons. It's like the buttons look like so tiny. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, you're, you're over there. But, like, I think, you know, th- a lot of things about that video are amazing. I mean, just the fact that you guys, like, hug each other in the very beginning. You guys are both like, yo, we're homies. Like, Bro it out. You can see the love, like, from the yeah. beginning and just how important it is for DJs to collaborate and and how much the um coming together can just create happiness and fun you guys are having fun like you know he may not be chris carnes doesn't smile probably as much as you you know he could be serious guy sometimes but he's super happy in that video and like and and that that comes from hanging out you know maybe totally uh, like that 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 just brought out chris is a super amazing person and unbelievably skilled dj like one of the one of the tightest i've ever met yeah just his his rhythm is in crazy like that he is doing that all on a dicer and a a little 62 square and we all know how those 62 squares be those are they (laughs) they, that hit yeah they're smaller than the keyboard i mean he's like doing like a kick and a snare on both of them for the most part of it yeah that's the crazy thing is like it, he's holding it together like that and it's no quantization and it's, it's like amazing super, super sick. i mean you did that harmonica solo like that yeah. was crazy that was do, so dope do you, we i'll tell you how we made that up that was filmed in calgary and we had a gig together in lethbridge which was like two hours away from calgary and so we i booked him for the gig because the person in lethbridge said who do you want to collaborate with i was like my man chris kearns let's let's see if we can make this happen yeah. so he did we landed in calgary and we said we got to film a video. My homie in Calgary, Jeremy from Dreadnought, he wants to film a video. We got this place, Beat Drop, we can film it. What are we going to do? So we had the gig in Lethbridge like the first night and then the filming day was the next day. So we landed in Calgary and we had the two hour drive down. Chris breaks open his computer and he's like, okay, cool. Well, let's try What should we try? And then we landed on Doobie Brothers Long Train Running. We had the stems to it, the drums, the acapella and everything. And we're like, yeah well why don't we do that let's try that out so he starts kind of making a couple files like the acapella and talking about how we can kind of make a turntablist version of a classic we kind of use the general model of the original song um but added cuts to it so in that uh in that process we're basically you kind of have to like anticipate when the lead singer i forget who it is in the doobie brothers at the time when they say the thing but like all the scratches have to come before the lyrics so like down around the corner yeah you know so so like you set all your cue points but you got to kind of like land on it it's it, that, that's a funny thing about dj and scratching and i'm sure you know yeah. it's like you kind of have to reverse engineer it like you, you yeah you got to lead up to those points so so making the cue points in the car and then he's like okay i think we got it let's try it out tonight so sure enough the night lethbridge we just go on and we're like okay let's try it first time never did it before never practiced and it came off and it went off and people loved it and that was a one take you just did that yeah just one take i like i mean i think we tried it out in soundtrack and we're like yo this is gonna work then we did it at the show and then i think we tightened up a couple files on the way back to calgary the next day and then we the next day filmed it and so good. set it up made it and yeah that's been a evergreen classic people are digging that one man. i know people I, are I, still I, loving it i mean and the, <laughs> the editing is super dope the way you guys did it it was uh you know yeah jeremy really- from dreadnought again he's like super pro that that's another 
point of collaboration. The collaboration yeah. isn't just musical. Like Jeremy saw some of my other videos and probably said, this guy could use some help in the video department. <laughs> <laughs> or but but more importantly, realized that I had some good quality music to 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 try to try to make the best out of. And he's yeah. super talented. So shout out to Jeremy from Dreadnought. And Chris, I mean, those are two really talented collaborators that again if you have talented people you just gotta do the thing do the do and that was literally 48 hours of my life we had a show in between and four hours of driving and sleeping and it came out great and now we've got something that you can hold on to yeah like something there forever i mean people are you know in the comments like people are still commenting a couple months ago i mean i saw people fighting about saying that the singer the drummer was their dad or something in the comments (laughs) but People oh, YouTube! Were getting very mad at each other. YouTube was, going YouTube. Yeah, I'm like, how are you going to argue over this? You know, he's like, obviously that's not your uncle Mike. He's like, how do you know my family? I'm like, Jesus Christ! You can fight about anything. Oh, oh anything. I mean, even the whole like dislikes likes thing on YouTube. You know, every single video that's ever been posted, you has someone saying i can't believe that anyone would ever dislike this video right. you know dislike like i mean yeah. can we have a kind of like or <laughs> yeah it's not like that a, bad a minus <laughs> yeah like can we have a thumb going this little, way and this way yeah, and then yeah, we'll do that yeah. why does it have to be black and white up down yes no like sucks good you're like no. totally and that dude i think that that ties back into what we were saying about about the uh, the temperature of the online environment right now like yeah. i don't think that everyone has to have a decisive point of view on every situation um right there are some that are more serious than others potentially but like so much gets worked out in humans talking to humans and right now that's not as easy as it used to be so it almost like makes more pressure on the current situation in some crazy way but also like you might not not decide if you like an album the day it comes out right yeah or you might change your opinion you might decide that on the first listen, something was crap. And then we all have that album. That's one of our favorites that we didn't like the first time we heard it. Oh, yeah, for sure. If I not remember. Get, I mean, yo, I remember, I'm, you know, people are going to hate me now, but um, low, one of my favorite groups, Tribe Called Quest. But I remember <laughs> buying Low End Theory mm-hmm. and I thought the... Um, I didn't understand it at first in a way. Like I remember seeing the artwork and being like, I was a kid. Right. I, I hadn't heard their the album before either. And I, you know, I was pretty young. I remember seeing the artwork. I'm like, this is dope. Like I've never seen artwork like this, you know, the colors yeah. and, the, oh, and the way it was yeah. putting it on the, that baseline comes on in the beginning, the uh-huh. way they were doing the songs was so unorthodox. And I was like, right do I even like this? Is this even hip hop like that? I like what I've been right. listening to. Like they're, they're saying these words. That's not even the chorus, but they keep repeating it. And like, <laughs> this doesn't even make sense to me. Like, I don't think I like this, you know, then I hear it again. Okay. Oh, that's kind of dope. Oh. And then after all, yeah. you know, one of my favorite albums in the world. Right. Um, but exactly. Like it takes a little bit of opening your mind. Yeah. Guess, and digestion yeah. period. And just yeah. like, chance to comprehend chance to process it we can't just not the world can't be defined by knee-jerk reactions and that's kind of where it feels some days yeah and Um, then you're judged off your knee-jerk reaction from 22 years ago you're like remember when you said that (laughs) no okay i promise i've thought about it and i somewhat can see it a different way and we're all doing it you're definitely 
And I am holding on to some tweet someone wrote once, and I'm still thinking they're an idiot for Me it. Too. But like, you know, and, yeah. and like, it's it's weird, and you know, and we probably all have those friends. Like, I bet he doesn't know that I remember that he said that or something right. like that. You know, right. but it's just a it, it's a weird product of the times we live in. Yeah. But but I do I do agree that uh, yeah we, we got to be a little more. I mean, we just have to be more accepting as people. I mean, that sounds yeah. like some you know we are the world shit. But like. It, in these the way that these this info is delivered to us doesn't allow for a lot of in between and that's unfortunate yeah. and i yeah exactly like it's hard to live in the dope whack world you know what i mean right. it's like yeah oh he's dope he's whack she sucks it, he's good it's okay to say i don't know the answer you know sometimes <laughs> yeah. that's the best answer if that's the answer it should be the answer yeah I agree. what's this this the what, what side are you on i don't know yet let me try to figure it out. Why don't you help me out here? <laughs> yeah. And let's talk about things. Yeah. And we're all going to see each other eventually. We all have to coexist. So why do we need to be like, you're canceled, you're done? Like, I'd rather wow. like talk it out with the person before That's they're it. fully canceled. I understand some people have done horrible <laughs> things and, and yeah. it's like, get out of here, go to jail. But yeah. like, come on, you know, like we're yeah. all in here like together. We're all humans it would yeah. be great if we could talk about S- things and sit yeah, down and have a talk and yeah that it, we might not get there if, if things continue to be super polarized so i know i know have some acceptance yeah exactly what um something i wanted to ask you about this is kind of a little bit off topic but i was looking no through my notes and uh there's so much stuff i wanted to ask you about so we won't get to all of it but um you know we're talking about posting things on the internet and streaming and all these things and you're um, pretty active, I think, on almost every social media platform. <laughs> uh, but one thing that I thought was so weird is that there's some person on TikTok called like the 420 Smoker or whatever his <laughs> name is. It's DJ 420. DJ 420. Yeah. And he posts just your videos and yes. gets tons of views. I mean, insane. Yeah. Tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of views on these videos. And the comments are hilarious because they think he's it's you me. or something. Yeah. And he even responds sometimes as yeah. if it's me. Like he'll, Someone will say like, why don't you play some SOS band? And he'll take one of my videos playing SOS band and be like, here you got it. Like it's a request <laughs> or something. Which is kind of weird. That kind of crosses a line for me. I think but, the whole thing's crossing a little bit of a line because then I looked up your account and you wrote uh, that you have an account that has like one follower and you're like, I'm not on here. Go check me out on the rest of the internet. <laughs> but why? Um, well, so two things. Do you know yeah. that person and why don't you make your own account and post your own things? I don't know. I, I feel like I don't appreciate the platform of TikTok. Okay. I am not a user of TikTok and I don't I can't say I don't see its purpose, but I don't really have uh, a TikTok mentor or a TikTok. Uh, you don't have a TikTok mentor. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I don't look at someone on TikTok, a DJ yeah. or an artist, even, and say they're using it in a way that I'd like to use it as an artist. What about DJ Four Twenty though? He's using. He's doing what you could do. <laughs> well, well, it's almost like I, I feel like that means I made it or something. Someone wants to like. It's like. I don't know. I pictured if it's J. Cole, right? Like if someone's like posting J. Cole lyrics or videos and someone's like, it's like a fan account and that's kind of what it is. And maybe there's a way to leverage it, but maybe it's the time and what it is right now is that I think that most people that are truly looking for the artist will find me anyway, even if it's through those videos. I've kind of yet to see it sort of reach this point where it's like... 
like I'm truly losing out from it per se. I don't like, think it you're still losing feels out, like- but I have noticed that. I don't know. I'm just look. No, I've been looking ahead. at it. More I want to know. More. I've been looking at it more and more lately, <laughs> and even just reading the comments on DJ 420s uh, yeah. things, some of the people like really seemed educated and seemed to appreciate what you were doing on right. his videos, which yeah. surprised me and actually made me de- go more into typing DJ into TikTok and finding other things, finding right. a bunch of crap, but also mm-hmm. seeing that it's not it's underserved in a way and that maybe yeah. if someone like you uh, be, one thing i've noticed about tiktok that's kind of cool is this mm-hmm. educational element that like right. there truly like is people that stuff. are showing people in 60 seconds how to do insane mm-hmm. projects mm-hmm. or cool things mm-hmm. and for djing it's more just like remember this song into this song Peace yeah, out. yeah right right and <laughs> that like when you were doing those vi- when the person's posting your videos i'm like wow uh-huh. maybe there's and there's something that hasn't grown there yet. And the way that you do your Twitch stream, you know, it's six hours mm-hmm. of education, yeah. but like, um, and you have your scratch school. We have, we mm-hmm. haven't even talked about, mm-hmm. like maybe there's a way to put that on there. Well, and I need a TikTok something. mentor. I know. So man. if there's TikTok. any TikTok mentors out there, I'm down. <laughs> I seriously, I, I would like someone and the, the spider, I appreciate you mentioning those things because they are going through my head like i'm like what do i do in this situation like i don't really know i've never yeah. really been in because that position I can picture you teaching some of the things that you've taught either through your youtube videos yeah or just about one record like did you right. because there's this guy luxury on there i don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen his videos i'll nope. send it to you i think okay. you would love it like okay he does something that you could that do, you would do something different uh, yeah, but right right yeah his Similarly. things have caught on on, on okay. he puts them on instagram and they don't seem to get as much traction right. he puts them on tiktok and they're unbelievable he's a dope producer but they're unbelievable mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. he will go through the history of one record mm-hmm. and really break it down like crazy mm-hmm. like how like mm-hmm. that you know these podcasts do in 60 minutes he does it in song 60 exploder seconds. or something like that. yeah song it's yeah. like song exploder in a way but from a dj thing and i mean i always learn something from it when he posted mm-hmm. i'm like i love he made me like tiktok and because mm-hmm. a lot of the other stuff's crap but right. so yeah i think that there's there's stuff on there that it doesn't exist yet and i feel sure. like um you could add to it, not to give you more jobs, but no, you, well, <laughs> uh, you could add to it in a way and seeing the reactions to DJ 420's videos is like, damn, there's like crazy potential for the actual Scratch Bastard well, to put on things. I appreciate that. And and I do see some potential there, but I just kind of haven't seen the path to how I incorporate it into everything. Because part of it yeah. is like when I look at his profile, it's a lot of videos that I might not necessarily have even posted or have yeah. like sort of like at the in the sequence that he did. It almost takes someone else curating it. So yeah. I don't know if it's a job that I have to outsource or get have someone help me kind of do it because most of the other platforms like are pretty much 100 percent my own right. artistic uh, well can you you use decision. them so you so yeah. you know how to do it you know it's always so. been a way to share my ideas i mean in the last 10 years it's be social media has been my best outlet for ideas because yeah. it it's just got the most access to ears yeah. uh and it's probably why i haven't made many mixtapes because i tend to just get my ideas out in these in these places then those fuel me doing gigs and other shows and that's something i had to sort of almost reassess in the last little bit here yeah. but 
uh, it, it still remains a great place to get ideas out and, and share share ideas. Like it's it's it is totally an artistic platform in my mind. Like yeah, like using well, IG and YouTube. The, to, yeah, it comes back to the teamwork thing. Like Kenny Beats. Like I see him do his channel, and then he has other people edit and put the things up that probably he wouldn't think about, or he yeah. wouldn't. You don't see inside yourself it's like listening to your own voice you know what i mean you that's don't it. sound like you think you would sound you know yeah um, and and that's it kenny has mods and has right. people that want to do that there he has the, the book of knowledge right yeah. he literally has like an ongoing google doc of everything someone thought that that he said was important or whatever you know right. like like and that comes with giving a lot too so he's giving this knowledge out and someone else saying wait 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 we need to we do someone's over there with a typewriter you know like taking notes or something like that right but again maybe the first step is putting it out there so maybe that's the step i have so far this guy has sort of repurposed it this it's a little weird because it says his name but i i contacted him i've had a little bit of brief conversation with him he supports me on my subscription service uh (laughs) but like I still don't really know what I want to do with that platform. I haven't had that conversation with him either. So I don't I, I, I just don't yeah. really know, but it's a uh, good yeah, question. He could be the guy to run your account. <laughs> it's possible, right? Like, yeah. I, Break him off. He's clear, you know, something yeah, if, it, yeah, yeah, if it blows yeah. up. You know, I don't yeah. know. And also just sort of, at this time, I don't really know. Well, I, but you're right. Maybe, but even for luxury I, I have to look at what he does and what the end game is, really. Because that's the part I have trouble seeing is, like, what is the purpose and what's the end game? And right. my time is pretty valuable. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, everyone's is, right? But, like, I just right now don't have the time to do another platform. <laughs> right. Well, what <laughs> I mean, speaking of that, like, mm. what is the end game? Like, I mean, in terms of, like, what do you want your, like, legacy to be at the <laughs> end of everything? Like, that's one question. But but what's the end game a little bit shorter as well? Yeah. Like, with putting out all these videos, doing all these online events, like, do you really have one? Well, I, honestly, it's just expression. It's just sharing what I love, which right. is DJing and creative DJing. And, I mean, my end game in, 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 in long term is I, I look at DJs who have been DJing for... 30 plus years and still are happy about it. There's a lot yeah. out there, you know? Yeah. Like Jazzy Jeff is one of my major inspirations. I think almost every DJ on this podcast would say so too. But uh, there's a good reason for that. The man has been active since 85 or something like of that. Of course. Still and he's the day. ultimate collaborator and putting yeah. together uh, playlist mm-hmm. retreats. Playlist. I mean. Yeah, but even you look at his history, he was collaborating with Will to start. Right. Um, he did the Touch of Jazz Studios. He was running the studio that made Jill Scott and Dre and Vidal and Glenn Lewis and all that like that was happening at his place wow. he was a little yeah. bit more behind the scenes and then you know he's um, collaborating with DJ AM yeah. on like sort of club circuit stuff then three style he's a judge helping out and everything and then yeah the playlist is sort of like the culmination of it but Jeff has definitely been an inspiration to me when it comes to thinking about collaborating and 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 also just sort of like being open and welcome to people in your circle like not being super guarded about about things like jeff has a strong legacy and i but he doesn't fear someone tarnishing it because i think he it's so strong he's, he's an interesting person like that and that was like looking up to him it's like that made me think oh man why am i like this jeff is like this but you realize the reason he's like that uh, and when I say that, like sort of almost like a, like a, like a higher, like a wisdom level, you know? Yeah. It's like, I got to get to that level. And how yeah. do I do that? Maybe let go of some of the things that are 
smaller right and, <laughs> and, we talked about and giving i think like giving it, is so it, important holding yeah. in is yeah. the dj sort of what you're supposed to do and giving yeah. out is yeah. a little bit more uncomfortable but yeah. seems to lead to seeing djs who smile you know like yeah the beat junkies you know what i mean like you know yeah. i go to their school they look truly happy you know oh, giving man. back to the community Absolutely. teaching and um i think that there's something to that you know in in whether you're a dj or not giving yeah. out will bring you and uh, you learn that as a father too right yes. like you learn that as a dad and that's uh i'm i'm a father of a three and a half year old girl and that becomes a thing like time management it's a tough thing when you first get a kid when you've been doing your own thing on your own schedule for yeah. your whole life Right, And then all of a sudden this amazing thing comes into the world that you've got to figure out how to manage. And it's going to, you, you have to divide your time and you have to figure out how you're going to do that and how you're going to be great at both, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and you practice so much. I mean, this, these things happen all in your life, whether it's family, friends, partners, kids, you've always got to do this time management thing a little bit. But um, I think, uh, yeah, having a kid was a really... Uh, the the fact the, the biggest one of those things to come along ever. <laughs> yeah. How do you? I mean, do you have any time management things you've learned? <laughs> I, I I kind of always feel like I could be better at time management. Yeah. I think that uh, some of my improvisational skills shine through due to my lack of time management. <laughs> you know, so I get really good at improv because I can't plan certain things out. But uh, yeah, I think I think you just get better at realizing those early mornings. Uh, come pretty quick so you got to get get your shit wrapped up before those those 4 a.m sessions you pay for them pretty heavy you know what i mean it's hard especially uh, the older they get like when they were when he was like three and stuff and you're like yeah. oh he's not gonna remember this like i'm gonna sleep yeah. it but then when he's <laughs> not my kid just turned eight it's like you know he's like what are you doing like he's seeing yeah. and remembering yeah. every little thing you're not so. sharp dad <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like uh he's definitely judging everything i do like <laughs> can't do as many jump ropes as me i'm like okay it's not a big competition like you are a better athlete than me somehow and i'm way older than you i love it um yeah it's uh i know it, that that's an ever changing thing and the funny thing is with the quote-unquote time management you never looked at your dj career as a something that was gonna grow and be done in a way like your child yeah. is almost like a race like it's you yeah. know, your child <laughs> is growing and and yeah. going up whether you like it or not time is not gonna wait for you you know it's the yes. perfect and way you to gotta teach enjoy you moments in that capacity too right like you have this inner voice that says okay i gotta prioritize me all the time i, I mean maybe not everyone has that inner voice but i think everyone has no that's part of time should. management you yeah. are driving the ship in your brain you know yeah. like oh you gotta spend time here you gotta spend time here totally and I, and from hearing learning from people i mean everybody says this time goes fast everybody yeah. there's not a person that was like oh that was the slowest years of my life <laughs> you know? like there's a reason it's a cliche right i know so I know. so I, I i've i've had enough of that to know that spending the last saturday and sunday entirely with my family unplanned was exactly the right thing to do <laughs> yeah. yeah and you've got to you've got to allow for those flexibilities and sure i could have streamed for five hours again and maybe got another 50 subs or something and but then you're like no nah, like feeding the ducks was more important yeah 
It's so true. And balancing that, sometimes I just want to go feed the ducks with my kid every day. And then I'm like, okay, yeah, I gotta go Yeah, in spite of the sign that says don't feed the ducks, just yeah. go feed the ducks. Right? Oh my God. We had a, we went to feed ducks one time and literally got chased by like an insane gang of ducks and geese, like to the point where we had to run away, which turned out to be one of the most fun moments. But uh, yeah. It was like a exactly. crazy gang. Like they came out of nowhere and they all started attacking us and we were like, we're out. Like I couldn't like kick them. I was like, okay, we're, we got to go. And I'm that's like, the other part of time management. Good is you got to allow for those magic moments to happen to you. Yeah. You can't just plan out everything in your life. You got to allow for the the duck duck goose chase. Exactly. Yeah. Enjoy enjoy try to enjoy your life, you know, like yeah, yeah you never know what what's going to happen and yeah. and enjoy the even the the human moments like I saw you tell this story about Bahamadia when mm. you booked her at your Bastards Barbecue letting um, yeah. <laughs> I think a homeless person that was enjoying the the uh event in and you didn't realize that she had let him in and got him food and all these things and um because you're wrapped up in like producing the event and then you like got to see this human side of things and you know it's it's you got to really take a step back and look at things and oh man see what life is about absolutely and some so often on these platforms it feels like the the permanent presentation of your ego basically or but your your yeah. identity right right and everything has to be super thought out and like you know like the things that drive things these these platforms are are very like you feel like a lot of them are polished or like so much is contained in there but really when you break it down like the best stuff is almost the not planned stuff you yeah. know? or the more human stuff and so you got to have a good balance of that because i do like to treat the platforms as a place to put finished ideas out and work towards stuff and yeah sometimes people are like how long do you work on your videos and some happen pretty quick and some actually take a good amount of time right sometimes because the recording process at this point the recording process is part of my rehearsal process i've got the entire studio here that i need and i'm the only one clocking my time so sometimes i'll be like okay this is a good idea and i'll start Sometimes I'll just start filming the video, hoping I get it right the first time or the yeah. second time. Some, sometimes it takes 60 takes or something like that. Certain ideas. But that I think that maybe if the camera wasn't running, then I'd probably do the 50 of them and then do it in one in, in 10. But sometimes uh, I'm just so used to this is part of my process. That's almost like part of my recording process. Yeah. And uh, that being said, it's like. I don't use anything from the first 59 takes or something, right? Like, it's like, I end up throwing them out. But just having the camera on is, like, part of the process, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, you sometimes you'll do routines, I mean, of, of the funk breaks from you know the old school classic <laughs> hip-hop and then sometimes mm-hmm. you'll be like this megan the stallion song came out yesterday and i have a whole routine with it i'm putting luke and this and that you know and i'm like damn how did i haven't even heard this song yet he has a routine i really need to wake up and go on the internet uh, no, but that again that's a that's a case of turning the camera on and being like okay cool like i want to nail this routine like like yeah like let, let's go and and sometimes it's like a little iphone i just like I don't even have one of those fancy iPhone holders. I just like put it in a cup over here and like, right. push record and like. And then sometimes it's like I got lights and the super good camera. Yeah. I don't know. I, I again going back to that David Bowie video that went got super crazy hits was like it was so crappily filmed and I filmed it at the middle of the night. Like what had happened was I was working on a mixtape. Yeah. And 
I, it was one of those late nights where it was like due the next day. So I was like, oh, fuck, I gotta, 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 gotta finish this. And just right. like red eyed and like push export. Exporting on mixtapes takes, you know, 10, 15 minutes sometimes or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then I opened Facebook and it was the morning in the UK and the news had just broke about David Bowie passing. Oh, wow. And I like, I'm, I'm scrolling and I'm like, oh my God, like this is pretty crazy crazy moment i think it was one of those especially for the uk i think and maybe that affected me in that way because it was 3 a.m yeah. here and it was 9 a.m there or whatever right. 8 a.m and i was like pretty overwhelmed and again sort of similar to the in some ways to the the fabulous video i was like i felt like typing something about how i feel about david bowie's passing but I couldn't find the words and potentially I was just like super tired or whatever. But yeah. it's like, let me just turn on the camera and I pulled up my doubles of Let's Dance, which I've had taped up for a decade and always did a little intro routine to it because it's a really fun routine. And I was yeah. like, okay, cool. I filmed four takes, took the best one and posted it. And then I went to brush my teeth. So I posted it, go brush my teeth, like wash my face, get ready for bed. And I went back to my computer and I, I, I looked at, I, I like I clicked refresh on the page and I looked at it and it had like, I think like two or 3000 likes in the time that it took me to brush my teeth and wash my face. And it was like, it was like, Oh my God. Like it was like, <laughs> I was like, something, is there a glitch here or something wrong with it? Like it had, like, I forget what the number of views was or likes, but it was just like very inflated. And I was like, something must be wrong here. And I hit refresh and the numbers like doubled again or something like that, or like went incrementally higher. And that's wow. like, oh my God. And it was like, oh, holy smokes. Like it was a kind of crazy watching like a viral moment happen in real and time. And you're like, I'm not going to sleep. <laughs> I know, I didn't go to sleep. There's no I way. To, no, bro, I went to sleep at like 1 p.m. that day. I was like, <laughs> I ate two more meals. Like, like, call, like, like I called my management at the time and I was like, it's like, hey guys, how you doing? You know, <laughs> you, you know, just like kind of casually knowing that we had this like kind of wild thing happening on the internet. And I was like, what are you guys up to? You know, do you guys... <laughs> go on facebook today or something you know and of course this is like again like 8 8 9 a.m or something like that and uh, yeah i guess yes yeah, i think i post at seven like it, t it took me i think three hours to finish my mixtape do the takes export the video again we're talking like whatever year it was and then the, by the time so it's a i was like sleep deprived but extremely motivated by this thing that was happening oh and, yeah uh and, and yeah, so it's I, I was like played dumb. I was like, you guys check the internet? And they're like, oh, no, you know, they're like, and then I'm like, I bait them into that, and they're like, they're like, holy shit, you know, like this is pretty crazy. This is pretty crazy. That's and nuts. It had 10 million views over two days of it, which what? is pretty crazy. Yeah, oh my God. It, it, it was it was pretty wild to watch, man. Uh, well, it was an amazing tribute, though. You know what I mean? It thanks, was, man. and it was authentically great, and it wasn't like you trying to capitalize off a horrible situation. It yeah, was you and th really that's always tribute. That's always a thing with some of my tributes and stuff. Like, it's kind of weird. Sometimes, sometimes now people are like, whenever anyone passes away, someone will be like, "Where's the so and so tribute?" You know, like, like someone, you know, where's the right. Eddie Van Halen tribute? And it's like, I don't think 
I think some people got it twisted. Like some people think that like that's my thing because many like that day for what it's worth, and I don't like to base everything around numbers, but I got fifty thousand Facebook likes in one day. So there was like an extreme amount of people liking me for this one thing, yeah. which was either David Bowie or my memorial of a recently passed artist, and I can appreciate that some people like the spontaneous you did it right when that happened so that's exciting for that person it's almost like improv in some kind of way like go do it and that's why it happened was because that's something i've been doing since well before david Bowie passed or anything like that it wasn't like that was what i did because he passed but it was what i did because it's how i appreciate his music that was like how i have been doing that for so many years um so that was that was natural and i can appreciate that some people like that i would be able to do that but it's not i'm not sitting here like you know the grim reaper with my sickle like just waiting for people to pass so i can make videos you know right it, it feels weird sometimes yeah like even like three months later i did one for prince but that was like also monumental to me of you course. know it's like yeah. okay well like as a dj it's like i've always felt the other the artist's music is like paramount to my existence like i play people's music so in their memoriam likely i'm gonna play their music you know again the the david bowie thing started with me not wanting to type a status like yeah all right like you can only type it so many times sometimes it's easier to say it with the turntables exactly yeah and i think humans just how we see with music genres want to they need the categorization of like okay what are you i need to know you know so as a dj (laughs) what kind i mean what's that's almost the number one question what kind of dj are you you know what i mean i've never known how to answer that i'm sure you haven't either you're Uh, well i used to say i was a party rocker I, that's what I say too in a until way. LMFAO came around and then you're like it's then you're like ah like, there goes gotta throw out all my business cards <laughs> they just wrote my anthem Jesus <laughs> the party rock be um, careful what you wish for <laughs> um, I know I, I mean with all due respect you know of course it just, it yes. just, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah Red Foo what up um and where, where's Dre Croon at? Um, but the, the, and their use of that likely came from them being around party rock style, being DJs. around DJ like, AM and going exactly to, and going to Banana I mean, Split. It comes yeah. from actually dope shit that party we like. rocking DJs. Yes, right. Just, you know, d- yeah. So I mean, <laughs> but maybe then party rocking want... became like shuffling or something. I don't even know. Well, like, like, but but it became a point where party rocking was kind of a niche term, and then it became like their thing right right so like we would say i would say like am is like pretty much quintessential party rocking dj right it it was like a nice way also of saying i'm not a mashup dj i rock the party you know because mashup kind of became a taboo term in some capacity too. it did yeah what do i do I rock open parties. format what's open format yeah you know like, it sounds like you're a scientist yeah it all kind of it takes the fun out of it yeah <laughs> but so, party rocking what's not fun about rocking the party like yeah that, you know so. exactly so that's why i think if people want to categorize you as oh you do the tributes or this or that like yeah you're a, you're a dj and to djs we understand that you know and i mean you're one of the most 
all-encompassing, open, <laughs> you know, uh, well-rounded type of DJs, I think, yeah. on Earth. You know, no, like... Well, that didn't mean hit. say, yeah, yeah, thanks, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know that, son. No, no but, but exactly, like, you're, you hit all of the angles of the things, and you never stop practicing, which it can be seen in your thing. And I think that's <laughs> something from all the greats. You know what I mean? Jazzy Jeff is someone that you can tell is always learning new scratches and never stops practicing and drumming more. Travis Barker never stops practicing. Right. People that they're, love it. They're hunger. Stop. The, like you hear that it's almost cliche, like, even if I wasn't duh, 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 I'd still be doing that. Right. But it's true. Like this it's is true. what I'm doing. And especially during these times, like it, it's a really good time to get in touch with that side of your artist artistic insides. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh it, it, and, and and I think I, I think I, well I lost my train of thought real quick there but yeah but I I, I, I do practicing think practicing all yeah, the time <laughs> yeah yeah it's fun I still love scratching I still love juggling and I still love getting better I still learn new scratches um yeah through my thing scratch school my platform and like that it's actually really hard to answer some of those questions sometimes people are like how long did it take you to learn this or when did you do this and right a lot of it just has to come through the path of like constant progression and just like when I say constant progression, it doesn't mean you have to drill your life away, but like year over year over year. I mean, I think the battle days gave me a lot of intense focus on doing six minute routines, three minute routines, two minute routines. Yeah. And through that, you get to know your intricacies of like how you release records and how quickly it takes you to spin it back and how steady your hands are like all those things you do have to put in your 10,000 hours and you may have to do yep. that on the on the upfront but once you do, do once you do i feel like you can kind of i don't want to say you can cruise but like you do have a good base set of skills and then it just takes constant i see i can't say con it just takes a little bit of extra focus and that priority of doing it you know yeah. once you got a bit of the bot you just got to go to the gym to, to keep it up um but you could also end up looking like the rock if you want you know? right exactly <laughs> depends how much you want to i follow the rock on social media man you know like you know like <laughs> that guy's who Ooh, doesn't? He's sweating. Who doesn't love five a.m.? I know. I'm like it's early on that big. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> still, still growing. And I don't really want to be the rock of the turntables, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> he is a very positive guy. Yes. Uh, yes. But but ultimately, it's an art too. So so like when I look at uh, some of my favorite DJs, they aren't the people that fit the most clicks into a flare. You know? Yeah. They're the people who have a character that I can hear. Like, for instance, DJ Premier. If you watch DJ Premier and if you were to, like, mute the video, you'd probably be like, ooh, like, th this guy's technique is kind of weird and kind of off. Yes. But then you unmute it and you're like, it sounds amazing. Yeah. And, like, that's what mattered to him. And he, he comes from the era where you taught yourself by what you heard. Yeah. You heard it on the radio or you heard it on a tape. And, or you'd see it at a show, but you couldn't replay it back and you're probably this far away so you'd go home be like try to figure it out right like yeah i think that in these modern times of having so much educational stuff at our fingertips it's sometimes you got to remember that thinking inside out is a great way to learn things too totally um 
I know you have to get out of here soon. Um, and uh, there were so many other things I want to talk about, like from just business. Like we've had conversations before about managers. Yeah, but- well, let's let's keep it going. It's a nice day out there, but I think it's supposed to be nice tomorrow too. Man. No, just, like, I want to mess like- up your plans. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we can still get out of here in like ten minutes or so. What, well, we can always want. save it for the part two. We yeah, that's right. we we but, need but, to do yeah. a part two. Um, it's up to you. Just basically tell me when you got to go, and we'll cut it. But um, because I mean there okay. was things I wanted to talk about from you know manager booking agent type things that we've discussed before. I Word. know you recently changed managers and yeah. things, and um, like how effects of that. I mean, I, I want sure. to talk more about Bastards Barbecue, your involvement with Three Style, but also the internet has asked a million questions. So okay, um, yeah, I don't know. We could talk about those things I just mentioned, or I could just start going into these internet questions that we could see well, where that goes that that sounds good to me like uh i do like interacting with with people's questions like me let's too. let's let's dig into the mailbag yeah, exactly let's go in the mailbag here we go um <laughs> <laughs> all right let's see um yeah uh let's see all right um so of course um a lot of questions had to do with your Imperial March routine. People <laughs> love that. It's your one of your top watched videos on YouTube and something you're known for, something you went viral for before things went viral, right? You're yeah. on like college humor, E-bombs yes. world yes. as just the Star Wars DJ. Uh, so someone on Twitter, DJ Quest 15 says the, pr- uh, the process behind creating the Imperial March routine and what that did for your DJ career. I think other people mentioned it, but I think that'll encompass if you want to talk sure. about that a little yeah, bit, no problem. you don't have to go too no deep. No problem. Yeah. There's like a big, I feel like there is some really good parts to that story. It would probably t- it require like its own segment that I've been thinking about doing too. Like it's just waiting yeah. for the right moment to as tell the should. whole entire yeah. story. It's up to you. But you no, include no, no, a little no. as much uh, as you want. But yeah, 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 ex- yeah exactly. Uh, it started with a battle in Halifax, Nova Scotia, okay. um, my home city. Uh, and one of my main mentors there was this guy named Buck65. And he was also DJ Critical and Stinkin' Rich. He was like a multifaceted producer, DJ, MC. And he had a radio show that I pretty much g- developed a lot of my hip-hop tastes on. Yeah, he's dope. And I'm sure I have his 12 inches. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. He Kind of like he was on Anticon. So it's like a little more like underground left field rap kind of stuff. Right. Um, in Halifax, a city of 300,000 people... Uh, he, at that time, quite a iconic dude in that city, you know. Yeah. And and he he had won the DJ battle uh, the year prior, so we had a couple of local DJ battles, and I was kind of the guy coming up. But Buck was killing it. He had uh, his own productions and his own records. I mean, this is like 1999 or something like that. And he's got his own 12 inch. Like, oh man, this guy's on top of the world. Uh, and he was battling, and that song, um, this he had this song called the centaur and this song is uh it's called the centaur and the, the the basic theme of it is i'm a man but i'm built like a horse from the waist down and it's like this kind of like story <laughs> of uh basically like almost like a porn actor who had was well endowed or some shit and, and but no one cared about how he felt he just did the thing really good and i think it was like his I'm going too deep already. <laughs> Got it. No, I think anyway, I, I, I can envision yeah. all of it. So the feelings <laughs> to the lyrics. <laughs> so I can think I can envision too much, the, but that's okay. This song was really popular. It's like, it's a really good song. And uh, I, he was still DJ battling at the time. So I was like, right. all right, I'm going to take this guy's record and flip it. I'm going to freak it. So I got, I had two copies of his record anyway. And so I start playing with it and I'm like, oh man, this record's like, 
84 beats per minute and there's not a lot going on in it and with a lot of juggles sometimes you're looking for a lot of activity like because the more going on sometimes it feels like you can make more happen with it yeah so at some point i kind of gave up and i was like oh, i'm never gonna make something with this and then like you know my great time management skills three days before the battle i'm like <laughs> shit i don't have much here like what can i do let me pull out bucks records and see what i can do and so i pulled them out again put them down and just like when, when i'm working on juggles a lot of times i'll just take a sound on one side that i like and another sound whether it be like a different bass note or a different snare or something just trying to kind of mess around and see where things fall yeah like it doesn't always have to be premeditated sometimes you're just like how do i make this work like reverse engineer it right so the beat goes and excuse any tonality inconsistencies here but <laughs> the beat goes like dun, 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 so i took the like Duh, and the duh, and then so I was like, I was like, like duh, and then I was like, okay, cool, cool, I got that. But then I was, let me go faster. I was like and then I messed up, and I was like and I was like and I was like, oh sh, damn, it's like that sounds like the Star Wars shit. So I was like, like. But it's from messing up. It's from coming before the the beat. So I was right. Like, dun, 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 dun. And I was like, okay, cool. How do I make this work? Okay. It's like okay. Dun 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 dun. Oh, there it is. <laughs> you know, like okay. Now can I do this on beat? You know, and and through enough tries basically it was like three faders up like mute wind this one back and then i start in that time this one came around and then it was like and that was like a pattern i'd never done before but it came out of the necessity to make the star wars melody so um that's yeah the, that that's was the it. gift of mistakes right there <laughs> exactly right? exactly like, that mistakes was born out of lead mistake. my son was like just making doing things on garage band and like learning stuff and just messing around and yeah. he made all these mistakes and he's like i like it though and i was like yeah that shows you what something you didn't mean to do led to something exactly. you liked and then he exactly. sort of said that like I, mistakes are cool you know and i'm like exactly like that's exactly. going <laughs> yeah. in music that's... so many things were created like that you know don't oh, be you hear afraid stories of it. all the time about you know top villain by audio 2 or something oh, yeah. like that or like people saying like that was a throwaway or that was the last track we made for the album we, we didn't know what to do and uh, that's you know we kind of touched on this early in the conversation it's just sort of like you gotta sort of like f suppress that voice or fight that voice and tell yourself that you don't know everything you know yeah you don't always know what's best for you right and uh you don't always know creativity is like that though if everyone knew the answer everyone would have the best creative ideas a lot of times they come from places we don't expect them to yeah that's so cool that's the best story i mean it, it's just <laughs> uh and when you watch the video if you're listening to this go on youtube and go to his uh page and watch the video because the reaction of the people around you even way back when you can't even see their face like some dude in the white wife beater is going like oh like yeah. that is the magic of djing and how it can spark that feeling inside of you you know yeah yeah like, 
It's just crazy. If you watch the video, like, I mean, my style was a bit unorthodox at the time. Like, I kind of felt like the distance was there. I was in Canada. I didn't really have a whole lot of people around to help me learn some of the newest techniques. I was battling this guy, DJ Kiko, who had a lot of crazy juggle patterns. And I didn't didn't really feel like, again, I had the... Uh, those patterns I, I had a simple musical idea more than a crazy crazy pattern and the pattern was dope too but like and my my intro to the scratch part was like a little bit long and sort of like a bit more artistic yeah than it was sort of like beat you over the head with well, this it's thing funny, even the announcer you could hear him like yo 30 seconds left like yeah. i know he's announcing it but it was kind of <laughs> yeah. like what are you gonna do like yeah. you're doing cool things but like 30 seconds left yeah. and then you're seconds. like i can yeah. see like your brain now that i know what's gonna happen yeah. like you're like oh yeah 30 seconds left yeah. watch this thing i just came up with and it's like boom, boom. we were like ah mind blown you know so it was like like yeah thank man. you for saying 30 <laughs> seconds son watch this you know it was like yeah great. i loved it yeah man that was a, a, a great moment and I, it happened in 2001 my, my little uh okay. tidbit for this the interview is that if you look close enough i'm chewing a a, a, a cheek full of skittles that was like my nervous thing that i did at really? the time yeah wow. i thought it was a good 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 uh Good, uh, good luck to put Skittles in my mouth before. That's I amazing. But I was, and, and you know, I, I think I was 18 in the video. You can see big X's on my hand because they they didn't want me to drink at the venue. Right. So. Oh my god. Yeah. Scribble Jam 2001. That's great. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Um, all right, you have time for a few more. Yes, I do. Actually, I got to plug in my computer. One second. Okay. All good. Literally one second. No problem. Nice chatting to you, man. Yeah, you too. So much Good fun. Good to catch up. Yeah. And I'm always down to do a, a part a part two. And of course, there'll be things to add to that, but keep that. I know I've obviously you want to do other people, uh, of course, but keep no, those stuff I want for, for to, later. I, you know? Because yeah. I wrote way too much. Like, you, you know, I probably <laughs> over prepared the shit out of this because I don't even think I went into any of it. We just started talking and I'm like, okay, but it's all good. And then we'll, I'll go through some of the quicker, more funny, like quick questions and then some ones were, that are story related. Okay, great. Um, all right, let's see. So um, this, uh, let's see, who's next? Phenom, uh, not DJ City Phenom, but uh, the Portland uh, dude with great taste in music. Great guy, PHNM. What's up, Phenom? Um, uh, ask, and also I can include Trey's in on this question because they have some sauce uh, connections. Uh, <laughs> Phenom says, what are your top three hot sauces besides your own? And also for anyone listening that doesn't know, uh fr- you know scratch bastard has bastard's barbecue and also has his own <laughs> hot sauce that is extremely high quality and tasty and when i was in toronto i was gifted a bottle which my wife and i went through very quickly uh and put on everything so um but yes and also trey says will there be a barbecue sauce in the future so top three besides your own and will there be a barbecue sauce? sure 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 well on the barbecue sauce we are developing one right now i've okay. got a couple different recipes that are in the potential category and you have a sauce really team nailed- or you're just yeah. a sauce man okay. yeah we got a sauce team. sauce team so uh it's actually a family named chetty's and they're from his his mother's from trinidad and his father's from guyana oh. my mother's from trinidad as well and that's kind of how we connected it's like ah oh, you know your hot sauce or you know your your caribbean vibes you know yes. so that's so amazing. we linked up like that and it's like 
their dad has been making hot sauce since well it's just what you do if you're from down there you got right. your own pepper sauce you know so yep. they, they have a great pepper sauce and uh they approached me about about making the the Bassett signature sauces and because they came to my barbecues and they're like hey you should try our family's hot sauce and then when i realized they were capable of making great stuff then i was like all right let's do this collab let's figure this out let's make some sauces so we're actually developing a couple more right now so stay tuned for that uh barbecue sauce being one of them amazing uh but my three favorite my three favorite um i'm a big fan of queen majesty she's a, a homie from brooklyn as well that makes this really good a few different hot all her sauces are great i like this uh lime tequila one that she makes Ooh, it's a green one sounds uh, good there's one from new zealand called catch a fire k-a-t-a-i-a fire it's so good man it i would i would say it's like it's got a nice mesquite almost flavor but I, i'm not really a sauce man who likes intense heat i don't really like it like i yeah. enjoy a little bit of the high pick me up that it gives you and opens your eyes but i'm not really into hot sauce for this sport it's got to be a balance of heat that you want like you want a little bit of a pick me up like it yeah. is energizing stuff yeah but i I don't want to be punished by it like it's yeah, not same. fun to me like, I, like i'm not just you can't even taste the food anymore yeah I, i'm not i'm not really yeah that's not really what i want to do got it um and then like i don't know like i i think everyone has to pick some sort of like uh regular ass toss hot toss tabletop simple stuff like tapatia or something yeah, like that Cholula so like yeah. yeah cholula so like i don't know today it's going to be cholula <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll go <laughs> you with know that. I, I i don't know like it could be tapatia it could be cholula i mean if you're basic it could be frank's red hot sauce but even some days yeah. you want some frank's yeah you know what yeah I mean? exactly it's like, it's like i think true. that no list should be without a basic so today it's cholula <laughs> okay that sounds good um, all right, let's see. DJ James Hayes says, you're playing at a wedding, 118 plus BPM. Body slowly leaving the floor. What's he dropping? Ain't no mountain high enough. There you go. Boom. Quick answer. Um, all right, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what else? Uh, tons of questions about like your practice habits. I feel like we went over that though, but like what practice habits that got you where you are today or how mm. do you stay um, motivated uh, through this new live streaming way of performing? I feel like we covered a lot of that stuff. Um, so unless you mm. have anything else to add to it. Um, yeah, just trying to find uh, space. I, I'd say daily if you can, but maybe four or five times a week to touch the turntables for five minutes or more. Right. I like to keep that entry level pretty low deep dives are great and they're nights where i'm down here practicing for three four hours but um it's more the consistent thing consistency i feel is more important than drilling at a certain point for most people yeah. like there's probably like an upper like if you're really trying to improve in a short amount of time yes you're gonna have to spend hours and hours and hours and that's how i got good in, with the battling but i think there's so much about doing it and then getting the idea in your head and thinking about it as you go do the rest of your day. You know, it's, I always like to come back to my ideas or projects. And so often that time away from it helps you develop the idea. So if you're doing that on a regular basis where you try a pattern, say, oh, that's a cool pattern. Leave it, come back to it, 
do that. Just you got to do it pretty often. I think that's that's that, that's what I my advice there. Right, the consistency is kind of like meditation or something. Like, yeah. don't feel like because you can't do the twenty minutes, don't do it. Do five yeah. minutes. That's gonna yes. you know inspire yeah. you and add one little extra thing more yeah. than just not doing. Because there's also gonna piece of PC that wishes you did something or wishes you used your time yeah. differently. So the next time you go, you're gonna use your time better, or you're going to apply that new idea right to it again. So. Yeah. Yeah. But then if you didn't do it, you wouldn't have had that moment. Exactly. I think that also plays in someone else uh, of no, I don't know how you say his name, O-F-N-O-H said, how do you keep optimistic in regards of canceled gigs and near future of clubs, which is also something we went over. But to me that the practicing all the time at least can, or working on being, producing, working on things can take your mind off of it, right? For sure. And everyone... Everyone has a different situation. Yeah. There's no one answer to that. Everyone's life is a little bit different and everyone's been affected. There's no one yeah. out there's like, it's like, yo, this is the best. I mean, maybe there's a small, very 1% of people, maybe right. less, but everyone's been affected in some ways and our industry has been really affected a bit. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. So having those feelings is totally natural. Um, how you deal with them is individual to each person. For me, this time feels a lot like like the late 90s in yeah. some ways right. um and those years were where people didn't i i can't say that the, the the general public like the the awareness of djing is way higher than it was then but in some ways the hustle feels a lot like that like like i don't have as many gigs <laughs> or something or yeah. but it just feels maybe it's the level of income feels a little more like when i was coming up <laughs> But there's something about it that feels like the people that are doing it are doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. And there's no rules. There's no rules. You're doing what you want to do and you're attracting a crowd to doing what you want to do. And again, it's a competitive market. So like you're going to feel intimidated by so-and-so or so-and-so's numbers are so high. I'll never get there. Or I'm sure they have so many subs. I'll never get those subs. It's not worth it to me. But that's where you got to always dial it back to what do you really want to be doing with your time right now? If all time is equal and you're not getting anything for any of your time, what are you doing with your time? Yeah. Yeah. And so you got to do what you want to do with your time Yeah, or manage the streams that do exist which may be making beats or maybe it's doing private zoom gigs or maybe it is building a following on twitch or a subscription platform it's different for everybody so i i guess um yeah it's 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 tough but and and my 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 thoughts are with all the dj community right now like everyone's dealing with something but I do say, find what makes you happy about this. There's a reason you got into doing this. There's a moment. Go back to that video. Put those two records on. Do something that brings you back to that point that sparked it all. That's the best advice. I know. Um, <laughs> very true. Um, all right. Should we do a couple more and then get out? Yeah, Let's sure. See. Yeah. Um, so a lot of barbecue questions about your barbecue. I mean, some people <laughs> asking like, how'd you come up with the idea? I mean, a lot of three style yeah. questions too. People right, want to know right, how right. do you win three style? <laughs> but, <laughs> they always uh, want to know. <laughs> you know, what's the secret thing? Um, but yeah. um, how do you, you know, we can get into that if you want, but how, like. Well, I, I, the, the, the easy answer for that is like the, the evidence of nine world champions is already out there. Yep. Like if you can't deduce what you need to do by looking at those and sort of like taking a cross section of those DJs. I don't, 
yeah. I mean, that's that's the easiest thing. There's no one word answer, and and the thing about DJing is it's always evolving with technology. You know, imagine the first three style didn't have cue points. Yeah, right. Or it did have cue points, but didn't have cue pads. Right. You know? That kind of yeah came no, and then nowadays I see like, like Beat Source posted on their Instagram today like 69 beats, and he's using a million pads and you know yeah. doing drum and bass yeah. like in next level. Like you can see, yeah, you know, and then it, actually that. Uh, someone else asked which um, your Mike Mantis asked your thoughts on the S11 which mm. talk about new technology and the ability sure. to I mean I can't wait to see what people are going to do because I don't even think people understand all the things this thing can do yeah right? it's a great mixer man I've been enjoying using it for the last month or so um, it's got some things like it's got the four deck thing that it does which is really cool which you could kind of do before with a sampler but never so readily available like if you yeah. got a loop going and you can throw it to a spare deck and then do something underneath it right. i mean it's not for everybody and i don't think it's you're going to see like this crazy exponential growth in that type of stuff mm -hmm. but for certain djs you're going to see some really creative ideas happen yeah um the customizable customizability yes. of the mixer is awesome and you can do you can make it very your own which is awesome the scratch bank although they spelled scratch wrong uh <laughs> it's uh it's great it to have scratch bank has you can load up all your sounds basically it's like sampler except it's you can scratch it so bet. say you have all your things in sampler you can load up your scratches but what's crazy about that too is that any of those files of your scratch sounds then get loaded to your turntable if you jump over to hot cue all the cue points on that scratch sound file are there so if i've got ah on a on, a, on like an eight sound scratch file let's say scratch ammo from a man dj scene yeah shout to i've got me. scratch bank number one is the ah sound on scratch ammo when i load it up it goes to the turntable. If I go over and push hot cue, then I've got those eight sounds already loaded up, like on that one file. And if I go back to Scratch Bank, I can hit a button and go back to the song I was just playing. So that's like crazy. Like I think that's routine based DJs that you see are going to start having so much. It's an extra turntable over it, it in a way, right? Yeah. And it's, it's also not only scratch bank, you can almost think of it as like routine bank, you yeah. know, you'd have all these ideas. You could have different, like, say you want a, a few house loops. You got a few house loop ideas there. You've got your, like your remix, uh, remix tools right at your fingertips. You don't even right. have to type anything. Yeah. It's literally right there. If you know your mixer inside out. So I think every piece of gear, uh, gets defined by the people that use it. And we're still in super early days with this, but there's definitely some features on it that allow for some pretty awesome creativity. Yeah, I think A-Track will be able to do some insane stuff where he's connecting <laughs> oh, yeah. the 808s. I, I mean, yeah, you never know, man. That the, the, the possibilities continue to be endless. But yeah, but but th but then you go watch DJ Coco, and he's just two forty fives, and everything oh, sounds amazing. Too, I mean, so. I just always look at him like protect <laughs> this man, like he is a treasure of the planet Absolutely. Earth. One of my biggest like people that i look to for inspiration no doubt it's pure inspiration anything you watch him do like any yeah. every single thing about him you know what i mean it's just yeah. like oh my god if you he don't love djing the, uh, after watching anything he yeah. does then i don't just don't yeah do <laughs> you've got uh hero dreams of sushi yeah it's like coco dreams of records you it's know? so true it, i mean you're right <laughs> he's that dude he is what's that about japan they're good at focusing on on the one thing yeah and just 
putting all yeah. their love into it. Could be it. that thick language barrier that mutes out all the BS that we process in our brains. <laughs> right. They're all over there wearing masks like, hey, life's good. I'm eating food and DJing. What are you guys I doing I don't know what there? that last tweet said. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, well, what about Bastard's Barbecue? Uh, Nopa Slaps asked, you, he wants to know how it started. Also, who takes care of the barbecue and cooking? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, Bastard's Barbecue was a simple idea that I had many years ago, probably before like the actual barbecues began. The first one that we did was in my hometown of Halifax. I think at the time I had already moved to Montreal, so that would put it at about 15 or 16 years ago. Yeah. But I wanted to do... I'd been playing so much in clubs and I wanted to do something different. Like right. I just, it was literally like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 10 PM to 2 AM. And you know, there's only so many songs you can play in those environments. I wanted to change up my environment. Right. And that may not seem like such a novel idea right now, but back then that club environment was, or just my own personal calendar was way in the clubs dark all the time. Yeah. So I was like, I want to play some sunshine music. I want to play Walking into Sunshine by Central Line. And I can't do that in this dark ass club. Right. So let's like, let's make a day party. So my first, my first notion was I had this venue that I knew had an outdoor portion of it. I'm like, oh, let's book it for a nighttime gig and let's do a daytime gig outside. And the first one that I did, uh, I think maybe like 10 homies showed up to the daytime part or something, you know? And I was like, this is fun. And it was fun. We had, we had a lot of fun and right. we, we did that thing. But then I realized, you know, okay, like if I really want people to come to it, I've got to like sell them on a, a, a concept because it's kind of a new thing to most people. They don't, they, they don't really get it. Is, is it food? Is it a party? What is right. it? You know? And you like, you got to refine your ideas. So that was I, I probably 16 years ago, wow. went back and did another one that was kind of similar. What ended up happening is like, me and my homies just ate and drank all afternoon and then like then people started to come we're like five hours deep we're like what's up <laughs> you know and like i was like grilling hot dogs and burgers for people in line and they're like like what's going on here like aren't you djing soon i'm like yeah i'll get there that's the best you know? part of it yeah that's but I, it started out really simple like that and and then every year or so the first few years probably didn't do, develop it that much uh -huh. but then when i moved to toronto i started doing halloween parties at this awesome brewery called steam whistle brewery and the halloween party went really good and the guy there was like hey do you want to do a different type of event not on halloween and i was like yeah like maybe we could try to do one of my bastards barbecues and yeah like that was like not even a thing but i'd kind of i from years of trying to sell it to people sold him on the idea of it right and he was like yeah this is cool and i mean when i say sell it's like light light a light sell it was like you know convince him to do it right yeah and and yeah we did it uh the first one was in i guess i would put it at 2010 in toronto and yeah i don't i think we i had mostly local djs play so um we had we had bad bad not good i forget if we did them the first year or the second year i think we might have done them the second year Amazing. um and yeah we had like 200 people show up or something which was like pretty modest number for like the size of it but everyone had a great time and everyone was like yo this is an awesome idea second year i think we had like three 350 or 400 people and more good good feedback and then i still remember this one girl one day came up to me on the street and I, this is about two years into 
living in Toronto. And she came out on the street and said, hey, are you a scratch bastard? And I was like, proudly, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, as you, you got to be proud. <laughs> yes. Even more proud in them years. Uh, but she was like, hey, I come to your barbecue every year. I just want to say, I love it. You know, like, don't stop doing it. And I was like, doing it for you. You know, like, it's like, just, it was just like what I needed. The like, best. Yeah. Every now and then you just like, need to hear that from someone because they don't know what you're going through. Yeah. But if, the, if, if you've gotten that across and that girl says she's going to be there, you're going to do it with that girl in mind. You know, you got like, okay, cool. You know, it, it, it helped that she was pretty cute too. You know, like, <laughs> yes. but, but like, like, you're like, okay, cool. I'm getting, that's the type of feedback I want. You yeah. know, if, if someone on the street is stopping me saying, I love your party, then you're doing something good. And uh, here true. we are. This this would have been our 10th year of our touring. And uh, we did 10 last year. 11, actually, if you can count the three style uh, after party that we do every year after three style. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, 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 it's been a tough year to not do it. But right. uh, we're keeping the vibes high with some of the online. Yeah, it's been online. I do. saw three yeah. styles canceled, too. So yes, three styles canceled. This That's sad bad. as well. I mean, what do you do? It's it's, it's an event. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, events um, are canceled. <laughs> event events are canceled. But the online Bastards Barbecue has been amazing for people who haven't checked it, and and you've and I've seen how you've developed the Top Grilling Club and ways yeah. to uh, monetize it, but in a mm-hmm. genuine, cool way that's beneficial to the viewer and subscriber, and yeah, to you and, and that's. That. A work in progress too like yeah. we're always figuring out ways and i'm asking my top grilling people like what the what do you want to see like right. what do you want out of this ultimately i know there's people out there that want to support me and you've got to find ways for them to support you and it's not easy and it's can be pretty humbling at times you know yeah. especially when you're used to that like engine of gigs yeah. feeding you a certain way like totally you could afford to do certain things for promo or for free to feed all the money that was coming in from gigs. Now you've got to kind of like assess your time a little bit more. Like getting a a, a popular video might not get you the gigs it used to get you. Right. But it might, how do you how do you find a way for that to to work out? Or is you know just the performance its own reward? You, it's every, everyone has their own way of, of handling it but w- with me with the barbecue i feel like the spirit of the barbecue is an important thing for me and for this, some of my supporters and people that go to it so i especially during these times because like the principles of it are like good f- good food good people good fun good music it's all about like a positive experience and i feel like people really need that now so how am i going to be present in this time yeah so far. no it's great yeah i mean that's it's like the do-over like i hung with you you know you were bob ross and i was love kenny do-over. g but it's the same uh kind of like vibe you know i'd love to see them do some online stuff i mean i don't know if they yeah will, for but. sure yeah i mean i i haven't had the chat with those guys really and i'd love to see it too it there is a funny thing about events and, and i look at people like moma who does everyday people and stuff yeah. like that and some people have just kind of sat it out and the truth is there's something you can't take away from a real life moment happening with real people. Yes. And I can't fault anybody for not wanting to walk into the virtual space to try to exist there. And I do think this will be over. I can't, I can't say like before we know it, but you never know it. It will pass. Yes. And there will be a, and I don't really feel necessarily like the people that are growing 
parties or scenes online are really taking the place of real live events, but they will get some leverage out of them. And, and there's no question that you're, you're, you're developing a following and a reach and, 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 and a network through these things. So that's something to be said, but, um, yeah, I, I agree. I'd love to see do over do something. Yeah. But also I'll be I'll be right there when they open the doors up again. Yeah, same here. And there's like you said, there's no right answer to anything. So whatever anyone's yeah. doing. <laughs> it, it, that's just it. Your answer in April or May is probably different than it would be today. Totally. Yeah. I didn't think we'd be doing this like this today. You know, I mean it's yeah. all it, there's no way to predict anything. Everyone wants to predict. When do you think it'll be over? What do you think's gonna happen with DJing? You know, it's like ah, we're figuring it out as we go along. Yeah. But even that too like DJing's been happening since the seventies, right? Yeah. So so like your idea of DJing is typically not you, Spider, but like my idea. Every everyone's idea of DJing is 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 different and Part of what digging inspires me, again, with the Herbie Hancock thing, people, ha- DJs have had so many different career paths and, and, and it, many things have happened and many comments have hit and many recessions, you know what I mean? They've all, ha- they've happened, but, but the techniques have, have lived on through and yes. they've taken different shapes. Yes, both types of techniques have lived on. Yes. <laughs> Wordplay. Um, yeah. Oh, people were asking about your outcast, like how long it took to prepare for that. Uh, huh. Like, pretty much no time and my whole life at the same time. (laughs) Right. Your whole life led up to it. You put the records in order and took it from there. I'm a music junkie. Like, I'm truly obsessed with musical connections. Like, some of my biggest highs of quarantine have just been like putting two things together. Like, oh my God. Speaking of Outcasts, one connection that's come since I've done that thing was they... They, I knew that they had their first song "Players Ball" on the LaFace Christmas album. Yes, but and I didn't have the album. But when I was preparing to do the thing, I was like, I ordered it and it didn't come in time, so I didn't get to do on on the broadcast. But I came and I put it in, and I played it, and the CD version has Sleepy Brown saying "On Christmas Day." Oh wow! <laughs> like it actually says Christmas in the song, That's you know. Crazy. And when I heard that, I was like, "Wow!" You know, like like right. That's the why story. It has the sleigh bells for the high hat. Yeah, and everything, right? he says like, you know, ain't no chimneys in the ghetto, so we won't be hanging no socks. You know, he yeah. says like, "Hope y'all deck the halls." They bleep it out on the like, and he's like, "Yeah, a junkie is a junkie 365." So he's like, you know, he's not even on Christmas Day, and it's it, it, it's interesting. Like I, I'm always looking for those connections and always researching music and uh i'd share it with a lot of my friends and when we're hanging out we'd kind of you know how it is we're like yeah. shoot the shit like oh did you know that the, oh yeah and a lot of times it happens between me and flip out or cosmo or me and you or something like, you right. just be like you know homies that's something we do as djs yeah but i think that i, I think that that's something that's something that now the 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 distance between fan and dj people people are here for that kind of consumption i may not have been able to put out an outcast deep dive on mix cd or even it might have just got lost on mix cloud some some somewhere if i put it out five years ago right. but because now people are getting used to this format i think it's it's it lent itself really well to that one so yeah i i, I literally put that together that day or something and uh if I put it together, if I did it again, it would be a little bit different still. And the next time, it, I, I guess part of it is just as DJs, we are storytellers. So uh, 
that that was like taking a crate and, and putting it together and I, i'm sure i missed some stuff and that's it's outcast i mean i could have done it for 10 hours you know i know so uh yeah so i know they're about I'm, to I'm happy the, it's been well received the outcast uh tribe called quest versus i don't know how that's yeah. gonna there's <laughs> yeah, so much exactly. there it's insane exactly. yeah and, and the, again I, the rizza premiere versus was, was one of my favorites yeah even though like the audio i wish was the crap, sound would have been better bad. but yeah. i know i know but it kind of sounded like the cassettes i was listening to most True. of that stuff on anyway yeah <laughs> but you know the next one would be totally different those guys would pick 20 totally. different ones yeah again i agree yeah um, all right, I'm going to let you go to your family and go outside. Okay. Um, all right. Okay, do you want to cool. leave us with any final um, statement for the, for the, <laughs> the general DJ public before oh, we man. get out of here? I mean, the number one is just keep on keeping on, man. There's a reason that we love this art form, and it's it can be some really trying times right now, and like, why am I doing this, or is there any future in this? And the fact of the matter is, there's future in everything, and we're going through a, a tough time right now. So just keep your head up and just, again, get back to what you love about it and focus on that. That may not be what brings you the money that you brought before, but the money that you brought forward doesn't exist. It's just not there. <laughs> right. You know, so yeah. just 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 get that one out of your mind. But more than anything, just keep on keeping on, man. And and salute to all the DJs out there sharing awesome stuff right now. It's help, helping me learn so much right now. I, you must feel that, Spider. It's like I love so it. much learning I'm right so now. so inspired. It, it's to the point where I need to shut it off. I'm like, I need to put my own things out. Like, I, I spend so much time watching other people's things that yeah. I love it. I'm like, okay, got to focus back on my, my own stuff. Yeah, um, and you do, But man. it's great. But, I love it. I, I can't wait to see more spider stuff for sure, man. It's All like, right, it's coming. Um, I gotta do it. Um, and for more Bassett stuff, you can find me at scratchbassett.com. Please, yeah, let people know where they sure. can find all your stuff, please. So it's Scratch Bassett, S-K-R-A-T-C-H-B-A-S-T-I-D on any platform. Um, I've got scratchbassett.com. I've got a subscription service called Bassett's Barbecue, Top Grillin'. So that's at Bassett's Barbecue, B-A-S-T-I-D-S-B-B-Q.com. Okay. And that's where I post all my streams and all my mixes go up there. They always get taken down from any platform, so you can always get them over there and those people also get in my private zoom room at my barbecues and stuff like that nice. discounts on tickets when we get back there yeah that kind of thing so it's been really cool i've been enjoying that that's been uh, uh definitely a fun project of quarantine that's Meeting great some really cool people from that cool supporters um and then yeah i'm just I'm, I'm around i've been really enjoying twitch i pop up on twitch and do uh two to five or six hours set sometimes um it's been a great time to get in touch with my record collection and i appreciate sharing that a lot so yeah even just seeing uh, you change record shelves has been amazing what's that new <laughs> what's the new record shelf you have it's yeah so man this one was uh built by my homie bruce um in Dope. toronto he's uh awesome woodworker hilarious guy he also is a lead singer of a band he gave me his his seven somewhere here yeah um but we he's he's an awesome woodworker and i had stacked ikea shelves that people worried about them tumbling on me for many years so <laughs> yes. i had to switch that up but it's uh it's it, it came at the right time i guess making all my old videos look even older now but uh yeah truly truly enjoying this this shelf yeah. i know oh people need to check out your living room too that's uh, pretty <laughs> It's There's, a DJ's dream. No, I have three record walls. That's what people don't understand. And I've got a very understanding wife. <laughs> right. That that That's your time management. You get to put it all together. The living room, uh, your family yeah. can be with you if you DJ. <laughs> yeah. Playing Curtis Mayfield. Yeah. Well, thank you. This has been so much fun. So enjoyable talking to you always. 
Spider, I, I, I got to say also, I'm just a huge fan. I think you run a great podcast, man. Uh, big salute to you. Awesome questions. And you just, you get really good, honest answers out of people. And, and I think that's such an important part of being my host. So salute to you. Oh, thank, thank you for you. having me on the program. Big up Beat Source. And, uh, and yeah, let's, uh, let's keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. We'll see you out there. Huge shot, Scratch Bastard, coming on the 20 podcast. Uh, All right, we'll brother. talk to you soon. All right. Okay, Spider. Peace, mate. All right, that was it. I feel bad we had to cut it. We got to do a part two after that. Scratch Bastard is one of the greatest people to talk to and an even greater person to listen DJ. Uh, Go check him out if you have not already or even if you have. I'm sure there's some stuff you haven't seen that will inspire you. So go peep out Scratch Bastard. Thank you guys, my beat sorcerers, everyone. Thank you for listening and supporting. Um, Hit me, like I said in the intro, with any ideas, topics, anything you want um, to talk about. Hit me online at DJ. DJ Spider, DJ S-P-I-D-E-R on Twitch or Instagram or anywhere. Um, and thank you to BeatSource and the whole team involved. Anthony, Vlats, all you guys are the best. Couldn't do without you. Shout, shout, shout to you. It is an honor working with you guys. The 20 Podcast is produced by BeatSource. Join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. Peace! And that was The 20 with DJ Spider.